I am now recording. He is now recording. Is he now recording? I'm so proud you two did it. Just you just you just flowed right into it. We didn't have to even prolong it. We're oh, we're so natural. We've we've only been doing it how long now? I know, but we have we have fresh packet loss. Like uh, in the last couple years, Aaron, you and me especially have had a packet loss desync that has not been there before and is not going away it took me a bit to Hmm. detect it but like there you are definitely hearing me a little bit later than i talk more so than it used to be uh and it's i'm just getting slow it's been i I could i could also tell sometimes packet loss it's brain loss (laughs) no when there was audio bleed through now and then it confirmed it to me like i think about a, a year and a half ago i was like damn it i can hear it uh but yeah, it, <laughs> so we I think that we've had to unconsciously relearn some some rhythm, uh, which is you know it comes with the territory, but it's also very annoying. <laughs> it's like we already do this. We we went through old Skype, like we deserve to d- Discord to just work. <laughs> yeah. Uh. But yeah, we we got the recording going. Uh, oh, I can actually just a quick thing. Uh, I have a little story uh, about how I turned lemons into lemonade because uh, I had a, I had a, I came back from so my you trip. cut them open and you squeeze them into a thing and you put some water and sugar in it. Yeah, but you grind them on a thing to get all the juice out. No, I I, I got back uh, and uh, things were going bad when I got back. Just lots of little things all on top of the other, and I, and I was like, I got to fix this day. I got back is going very badly. I will just what I'm going to order a pizza and order Coke Zero with it. So I don't have to go out to get Coke Zero. This will be great. Pizza gets here. They brought me Coke Classic. And I was just like, you know, usually this wouldn't bug me so much, but this is actually really making me mad. Uh, but I flipped it around. I did some research. And I figured I'd done, I'd done it twice now. And I'm getting very comfortable using Coke Classic as a stir-fry additive uh, along with dark soy sauce. It actually is really good. Because uh, usually I would use, like, honey and chili-infused honey. So I'm just putting the Coke Classic in in place of it. And I tried using it in the opening marinade period as well. Uh, it's a great use for Coke Classic. I can't drink it. Um, like, I could, you know, technically drink it, but I don't like it anymore because I got off of it years ago. Uh, and I was able to make it into an ingredient, and it's made my chicken stir fries taste a little bit nicer. So, what the fuck's going on down there? Hell yeah, that's how we do it. Here on WTFTFW, which is a podcast we're recording, uh, and I was telling Aaron about cookery because in the in the Discord thing that, that has the text chat, I told him I wasn't there yet because I was eating that chicken stir-fry, so I closed the book on that story. Hi, Aaron. Hi, Chris. How you doing? Oh, I'm pretty good. I just stabbed myself on a toy Apparently stone. pretty well. <laughs> Other than stabbing yourself, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh... And uh, we're also joined by uh, TJ. Hey, TJ, how's it going? Have you st- <laughs> have you stabbed? I was about to say, have you stabbed yourself lately because um, of word association? <laughs> I'm not going to ask you De- that because that's not a thing you ask friends. Describe <laughs> describe lately. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, in the last in the last uh, thirty seconds or so, I guess. Uh, okay, no, 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 no. In that case, we're good. Okay, okay. Because if it was in the last thirty seconds, then yeah, then that that proves we're in a simulation and etc. Weird stuff going on. Um, we're going to so talk what about. What I have to do uh, to get through these episodes now? 
just grab a plastic collector toy store and just jam it into my knuckle. Uh, I don't even know what that does for me, but it's it's toys, so I'm just convinced. Like, yeah, this is helping, I'm sure. Uh, I'm just going to move my mic back a bit because, um, hey, you know... Uh, I haven't been helping our editor on some of those episodes when I realized I had this mic positioned the way my old mic was positioned. This one picks me up better. So some of those podcast episodes, uh, the first like minute or ten of my audio track was just a wall. And I was like, oh, crap. Oh, crap. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, trying, to, I'm trying to adjust here. But uh, we're going to focus a whole lot on Toys Gotten uh, today. Because uh, last time we focused on listener questions. And so we got to keep that rhythm going. And we're going to try to... Um, focus first on Transformers acquisitions we got that we actually, at least two of us got, if not three. However, I spotted one here that we all got, um, and it's it was actually the first one we all got in all our lists, so I'm just going to go with it, uh, if I read TJ's list like a manga. Um, so, uh, Metalhawk. Legacy Metalhawk. Uh, I came across this, actually, while I was, uh, visiting my mom after TFCon LA, and, uh, opened him up the night before I flew, because I didn't want to take his package home with me. I wanted my luggage to be easier. Um, so, uh, I'll say I really I really love Kingdom Cyclonus, uh, and the way that this was retooled was actually retooled with the wings. They, they weren't... I thought they were actually going to be weirder, but they're actually pretty simple. Uh, they just put pl- a plug piece in, in place of the flippy bit. Um, I like him. I like his colors a lot. I think the gray is fine in, in person. It's a little flat. I, I think the jet mode looks funny with the gray strips on the top, but, like, there is a screenshot from the anime that almost sort of defends it, which I wasn't expecting. Um, but I, I'm generally satisfied with him myself. Um, TJ, let's, let's, how about you? Like, how's, how's Metal Hawk going for you? So, Metal Hawk was already based on something I called my toy of the year when it came out. Mm-hmm. That Cyclonus was such a good figure. Uh, Metalhawk follows the same trend. He doesn't have as many transformation tricks because he's a little bit more straightforward in, in, in the overall design. I still think he came out really, really good. I mean, as, as something that is trying to mimic a pretender inner robot, it does a really good job. I, I love the way it still transforms. I, I like that. I, I like the trick that the mold can do that I don't think a lot have picked up on, and it's that the wings, the way they are double-hinged, can point backwards or to the side. And pointing them to the side is how he looked in the animation. Pointing them backwards is how the toy looked. I didn't even think... So, I'm just doing that now. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a completely unintentional option to provide, but I am glad the option exists. Dang, yeah, no the, yeah. the the wings also frame him like like having like the way the wings work just frames him nicely. Because um, I'm just looking back at my toy Cyclonus way over there, uh, making it so that they are not just like you know the smaller Cyclonus wings. Like it, it does something to sort of hide a bit of the the shared parts nature of the piece. Uh, but, yeah, I, I was actually trying to figure out for a little while if they were on a hinge, just because you can see the vestige of a hinge. Uh, it's, it's clever, though, because it's using that friction connection, but, like, in a permanent, like, almost like support for a glue connection is what I'm assuming. Uh, unless I'm missing a pin. Oh, I might be missing a pin. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, Aaron, how about you? How are you feeling about Metal Hawk? 
Um, I I think he's really good. I think, um, you know, I, as I may have mentioned on a different show, uh, specifically about engineering on things, it, it is impressive to me that this is a partial retool of of Cyclonus. And it's a thing that I, I feel like if you put this toy, like, I don't know if you, if you had this and Cyclonus next to each other at the same time, I'm pretty sure everybody would be able to go, oh, these look a lot the same. But if you gave somebody Cyclonus and then came back six months or a year later and handed them Metal Hawk, I, I think a lot of people may have a hard time knowing that they're as intimately related as they are. Totally, and agree. to me, that is pretty cool. It's like, only the it's only the shoulders, I think. If you even yeah, if you had them it's, side it's by like side. <laughs> the the shoulders, you know, the 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 way that the feet work with the fold together stuff, and yeah, and you know, some you know, and then again, it comes down to like the same way that all the primes use <laughs> lately seem to be using the same like you know, hips down because, ah, what are they going to do? They're going to turn into the back, then into the, like, the flat part of a semi-truck. Why do we have to, you know, literally redesign wheels here um, in order to make a thing versus we can take the same, you know, if we copy and paste that because we know it works and, yeah, okay, now it's got a weird peg in the middle of it, but whatever. And then we can just send that energy onto something else and and get more out of it you know i I feel like you know there's a lot of a lot of um surface detail on the chest and and things of that nature that we wouldn't have had potentially if it had to be redesigned from the ground up because you've got x amount of time to work on a thing and you know if you've got shortcuts in place that lets you do more in the same amount of time and money yeah, and I, my like the only the only alternate universe take on this Metal Hawk I would like to see is if he were done because he's based on a Pretender vehicle. I'm like, oh, imagine if he was done the way they did Override as just like something that fits onto like way less toolings than it than it usually would, and then just gets crammed into a capsule line. But it's like, oh, it's it's a Pretender, so really he just has to fold in half and have a nose cone pop out. So we did this. Like, I'm just curious. I think this is still really cool, but as far as alternate takes, that's the one I'm, I'm curious about how it might have turned out. But that's also assuming mm-hmm. that would have even been like you know, if that if that train of thought would have would have run through anyone designing it. Uh, also, I guess now that we have it in person, because uh, there's two things that were big contentious points. One of them was the nose cone, which it turns out was never a problem. That was just like a truly bad photo. Um, that pro- I still I think was actually squashed slightly because I, I looked at this in person because I was like, is there any perspective that makes the nose cone look that stubby? And I was like, I can't find it. Um, but the colors were another one because the, there was a lot of debate on like, does this guy work when his colors are this flat, or does he need to have a metallic sheen to really have that metal hawk chic? Like myself, I think they're fine. I, I, they're not fine to the point where I'd also like die on a hill for them. But I I think that even the gray is is fine for the most part because it it contrasts off the darker blue so much, but I don't know, do mm-hmm. either of you guys have any really uh, heavy feelings on the colors, how they've turned out in person? No, I, th- I think they're fine. Um, you know, if, if it was going to be a thing, I would hope that it would be like the, the nice metallic silver paint or silver or the metallic gold um, for things. If they were really going to like, we're going to metalize this out. 
but the odds of them actually doing such are pretty low. Um, at least on a, I think on a main retail line thing, if it was a, a exclusive capsule, they might do some of that, but it's, it's nothing that I would be upset about. It looks metal Hawk. I don't know. I was actually has an I was, issue with it. You go and you slap them in the mouth. surprised by the stupid. gold in, in like the non-metallic mustard gold. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, there's no vac metal or anything, and I, I just I think the gold was really the the riskiest thing because because I, I was like, flat gold can either look like it's supposed to be gold or it can look like dead mustard. Uh, I don't I don't think this looks like dead mustard though. I think this turned out all right. I also I, I should say I love the head sculpt a lot. It is a remarkably just handsome robot boy head sculpt. Like uh, something about it. it just looks good from every angle. Um, the, they 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 hit that perfect bit of him having lips, but they're not too pucker, and they're not too inset. Like I don't know, they really nailed the the head and the face sculpt on on this guy. Uh, something something. Why does he have Grimlock's sword? Why doesn't Grimlock have a sword? Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Um, I, I will say I think it's a little bit weird that the sword double tabs into the top of the jet mode versus just pegging onto something. And like that's a shockingly secure connection for something that just is never going to look good up there. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Like you, you just peg that in. I don't think anyone would care, but <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, any other thoughts on on Metal Hawk? Did did we all see a Metal Hawk next to a twin cast and pick up the Metal Hawk, and that's the story? <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Mine was mine was. Yeah, I was actually at Target today, and there were five Metal Hawks. And nothing else in that line. There was no casemates. Twin cast fandom rise up. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, well, bop into the next thing that's shared. This is shared between the two of you, at least. I have not. It was weird. Apparently this came out in Canada, I think, before you guys, if I followed the news correctly. But I haven't seen one. Uh, Leader Skyquake, uh, who I feel like got announced yesterday. And then, like, I don't remember the period where, where he was announced until he was already out. So I feel like that turned around really fast. But, uh, TJ, let's start off with you. How, how did uh, that Skyquake turn out? The prime leader Skyquake. So, Skyquake is kind of a funny figure. I, in form, he looks really, really nice. The jet mode's really good the transformation has isn't your standard jet transformer it's got some complexity to it um i i if i t- i have two issues with the toy um one i find his chain gun ridiculously tiny for him i'm gonna look at a picture <laughs> i it, think i remember it looks this. like he's holding <laughs> it looks like he's holding a metal detector mm-hmm um the other one is, and this is just like a weird piece of the engineering. Like, there's some really weird engineering going on with the toy. So, like, I will, I will, I will ask Aaron since he's had it in hand. Did you notice that the elbows are two completely different sculpts? I saw somebody's posts about that, and was, before I got mine, and was going to look at that, and then completely forgot about it. Yeah. So the hinges on the elbows on both sides are different from each other, and we have Hold, no idea please. why. He's a he's a jet right now, so I gotta okay. 
His I gun is so him. small. His gun is so small. And then when it's stuck <laughs> on the other thing in the stock photo, it makes it look even smaller. <laughs> it's so, so tiny. What on, <laughs> what on his elbows are different sculpts? So... Left left one is so so like notice the left one is a much thinner piece than the right one, or uh, y- your left and right I should say. But just like that thickness of the hinge piece that connects the bicep and the forearm. Oh, I can see it in the stock photo. One of these, oh one yeah, of them a, one a T and the other one a, a stick. The other one's t- Am I seeing that? Yeah, right? the other ones. Yeah. So yeah. there's it seems like there's another. Hmm. I wonder if there's some idea to have better clearance for holding his gun, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, I'm that not is, sure. That is how odd. Is that? Yeah. I don't know how it would. I'm just trying to figure out why Why I it wonder, would. I wonder if this was stated somewhere, and because I didn't see the toy, I just glazed over it, like in a Hasbro communication somewhere. That's really weird. Do the, do the elbows basically, on a tactile level, work the same? Like you just bend them and they bend. Yeah. Similarly. Yeah, I mean they're they're decently deep, uh, like double jointed elbows. The way that his his um, shoulders work kind of give him more depth of shoulder, which I think the idea is to try and give him plenty of range for um, like holding his gun, so that he can do like a big deep pose for it but yeah. then it just it doesn't seem to come off at least for me just because of the dimensions of because the gun is like simultaneously too small and too big it's really at long. least for like yeah <laughs> at least for like the way the way that like it wants it to act it need it needs it's like the secondary handle needs more just yeah. so that it can like really like do that. I'm I'm a hold this you know, this mini gun out here and lay down some 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 you know, flying I'm sorry, I'm half distracting myself by transforming him. Um, you know, <laughs> lay down some lead so I you know, yeah. I need to hold this and, and brace myself, but then it's kind of twiggy and then also like doesn't you can't quite get him to face forward with it because of I'm seeing of how I'm seeing that a lot of the it photos. is or how long it is it's it, it's something that's just so close I wish it was I wish it was like the I wish I'm trying to like visualize here as I'm stuttering through it that the secondary handle was bigger. Because it's neat how well it can compact down and kind of hide itself if you want to have him only hold it with the one barrel. So it looks like just a long rifle that he's holding weird. You know, maybe you have him hold it upside down to be more normal rifle, but then you'd want that handle more forward, whatever. But, like, if that handle that pops out was instead bigger or wasn't set up to, like... I, I, I think it may just be more a concession to how it hides itself in there you know it sh- maybe it should have just instead been a a big handle that hangs off the top of it and you just deal with the fact that he's got a a mondo mess you up gun and yeah that's just what it is versus um 
like trying to make it so it can be more compact. I don't know. That's one of those things. It's probably somebody's design decision that was made so early that in order to change it, once they were looking at it differently, maybe it just couldn't happen. But does that's a quick I don't know. Question that gets for... into like minor minor issues that that aren't the fact that you have to crack it open and file off some parts in order to make them properly collapse and transform. There, there is that too. It's just for my own curiosity, do his do his arms do anything asymmetrical when they transform? I'm guessing no, but as one for my own curiosity, I'm still thinking about that elbow. No, <laughs> that's no. so weird. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah. Also, it's worth putting the PSA out in case anyone you know finds this down the road and, and doesn't know because I I only know because of someone in my Discord. Uh, there's like a, a weird filled in channel that you gotta file some stuff off of. There are lots of good photos and diagrams showing how, so I'm not going to try to like verbally describe it, but apparently that is a, a thing with the Skyquake. It, it, someone said it looked like it was a factory floor manager making a decision that ended up running against the actual granular uh, details of the design, which happens sometimes. Yeah. Uh, it's but. a thing that like I was actually able to... like I cracked him open and got that part exposed to take a look at it earlier today uh, because I've only had him for maybe 48 hours. And with with just a little bit of pressure off of one side, without the screws fully even disengaged, mine collapsed together to to the point where it's like, oh, maybe it just needs to be loosened a little bit. And so then, like, put the screws back in place um, because that felt like the right thing to do at the moment. And then it was again poorly aligned so i am going to have to crack her open and and actually do that but but yeah and it, mm-hmm. it appears to be just like a little bit of shaving with an exacto it's not even nothing was even seemed to even be like glued or heat shrunk or anything together so of all of the things that could potentially be borked out the door it's the most repairable which, yeah, it sucks because this is a leader class and a retail figure and all of that jazz. But at the same time, mm. like, you, I, every one of them can't be perfect every time. One one just hopes that leads to, like, okay, like, if that scenario is what happens, one hopes, like, okay, so that's something to, to you know, continue to be um, watchful for on the, the Hasbro team end. Mm-hmm. Uh Although I, I'll because I'll, I'll put it out there. Also, depending on the nature of the part, boy, if there was a parts replacement infrastructure, this seems like it's very internal. So that would probably be like outside of that realm. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, for situations like that, that that all ties into like, well, well imagine what a parts replacement infrastructure could do for everything. Yeah. Uh, no, the the thing that really impressed me uh, with Skyquake was the fact that his robot chest just comes out of the middle of everything. Like that is not. V- exposed at all as a jet it has a different layer of stuff that then you do you like crack open the top of the jet and it does a flipsy doodle bit and then combines in a different way behind his back and then he has that entire that like clear window reminiscent of uh of that that whole line that i'm not target um the the where you looked through the scope Ah, uh, the Predators. Euro G1, Predators. G2. Predators, yeah. yeah. That whole kind of Predators feel of, like, here's this big clear window thing that kind of harkens to that. 
I, I do like that, like, he is he is singularly carrying the weight of a future of many retools and redecos in his, you know, ahead down the path. Mm-hmm. They're like, this will be the Skyquake who has to yeah. do a whole lot of things uh, in his lifespan. <laughs> uh, I didn't know that you couldn't see his chest at all in that jet mode. Now I'm looking at the photos. I'm like, yeah, you're right. That's a cool trick. Um, do, mm-hmm. do either of you have needle nose so you could stick needle nose on him and pretend that they're both predators? Yeah, two two of the pegs on top of him fit into the into needle nose's chest, and it sticks together. Heyo. Oh, and then and he fell over. Yeah, it's nothing. It's it's a jet standing sitting on top of another jet. I I mean, if if you celebrate that sort of thing, it's cool. I guess I don't know. <laughs> that sort of thing. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> listen, those of us, those of us who live the life, all right. Yeah, Jet- I, I mean, t- it's it, it's an actual design connection, which is cool. But at a certain level, to me, it's like, oh, did it have a five millimeter port on one side and a five millimeter peg on the other, and then you could have any robot park on top of any other robot? It that's just shows a ta-da. brighter future ahead for the needle the needle nose mold. That's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um. You'll do like a star screaming BB out of this or something. Is that where you're going? That's where. So I was gonna say because that's that's the deeper pull. I was gonna go like they might even do smoke screen and dreadwing. And now we're going straight to star screaming yeah. BB. We're going to smoke jumper. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah. Um. Any other any other thoughts on the guy? Like it, it sounds. I've I've not heard aside from that. You know the the issue. That that needs a little tutorial. I've I've not heard anything really negative about this piece. It seems people are generally digging him. Uh, no, he he has an excessive amount of you know double joints and and a lot of different things move. It's just with the awkward spacing of those handles. It's like it he, he can't do like a bring the arm all the way across to the right proper. Yeah, to like set it against the hip. It's it. It seems every time I pose him, the only way that his shoulders aren't weird and blown out, or the caps, and it may be something that gets improved after I do the fix to pull some of the other things together. It's every time he's shooting off to the side, or with a very twisted hip to shoot forward, but across his chest. I have confidence, given like I still have confidence in this context that there are probably third-party Gatling guns being designed. On, on many different levels of production, uh, independent, artistic, etc. Uh, people still love them some prime. So I, it, it looks like the kind of thing where there's going to be options down the road um, for bespoke Gatling guns. Uh, I, thought, I thought his sword looked kind of tiny, but I did, I'm, mm-hmm. also, I'm also just looking at some of the photos here. The Gatling gun being Wii is definitely a lot more distracting. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that and you just tuck the the sword in the back of his Gatling gun and go from there. So, yeah. Um, I I also, all due respect to Prime Skyquake, he's probably the least interesting version of all the many versions of this that could be coming out for my own tastes. Uh, so I'm I'm not sure if I'm going to go for him right away or if I might just wait uh, for a more exciting color way for my tastes to come out. Because uh, this 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 is the guy who who spends most of most of his screen time is is being dead, if I recall correctly. Um, 
Well, or wait, was he? He had a whole episode where he was alive, right? But didn't he yeah. have multiple yeah. appearances as a zombie, or was it only the one time? It was the one time because they were like in the. Uh, what, what was oh, it the, like? Like the the, the dark verse, the mirror universe, yeah, shadows, yeah, yeah. Right, right, and they left him there, and I, 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 right, I always thought they left him there as a thing that they could pull out again eventually, but I, I, I don't think they ever did. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for his brother. I'm waiting for the, uh, the Euro G1 stuff. Um, any other, other thoughts on uh, Skyquake, or shall we pop over to our third and final shared piece? Because uh, I have, a, I have a. All right, I have a. Qu- I want to start this one off very specifically. Uh, Legacy Evolutions Animated Universe Prowl. Am I doing something wrong, or does the back of his bike mode just not actually lock together? It just sits together. There's a gap in the middle of it. Uh, yeah. The, the 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 like the the back tail part of it does not connect with the seat. At least not that I've been able to do. Oh, uh, I, I don't spent even quite a bit of time. I don't even mean that, but like the ar- the forearms don't really tab together, and then the instructions implied that his kneecap would tab into the forearms, but it just sits in there. And the, it, they don't. It just all. It seems like it okay. all sits together very well. Okay, yeah, because that was driving me nuts. But then I was like, I don't know how to search for this on a thread because <laughs> uh, it's just mm-hmm. really specific. So I just wanted to ask you guys because okay, that because that seems like the case. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, the, this is this is the first animated toy in Legacy Evolutions. Uh, you know, they much like Prime toys were given noses. This this guy's head was uh, X Y resized slightly. Um, but uh, personally, especially in person, I don't I don't really mind that part that much. Um, Aaron, I was wondering how are you feeling about this, given that animated Prowl has like been in your avatar for one hundred years and. Yeah, so I had the first sketch from Eric Siebenhaler at a BotCon for an animated thing, and it was Prowl. And then I've just been lazy and have kept that same avatar uh, for things. Um, but oh, no, yeah. I, he's, I I feel like he's a really good um, like representation of the character in a slightly different, slightly different style. Um, you know, I feel like all the colors line up. Uh, I'm fine with him not having the super drawn out animated aesthetic. Um, he he feels he still feels like a motorcycle cop, but no longer the like the ninja motorcycle cop. Like they just subtracted ninja from the biology <laughs> of it and and the Move way he the goes. Ninja slider down a little yeah. bit. <laughs> yeah, uh, the stars worked. Um, I, I think that one of mine was like off a gear tooth or something on the inside. Yeah, I had that too. That it took I had me, that too. That it took me having to like manually pull them all open and wiggle a little bit and then manually push them closed two or three times. And then finally it just did it smoothly once or twice. I was like, Hey, whatever it was, I either fixed it or I broke it either way. It does what I want it to do now. So I was futzing with those things for a little bit. Cause, cause mine were off and I was like, I'm going to figure this out. So I think the, if there is an issue with them that I would call out, what they're trying to do is quite noble, which is it, it, they are designed to have a friction lock closed and a friction lock open. The problem mm-hmm. is that it's 
it's so finicky already to just figure out how to twist those two caps together to get everything moving that doing that can cause your fingers to knock gear stuff off off synchronization and when those little mm-hmm. when those blades go off sync the entire mechanism seems to just lock up uh so the noble intentions resulting in kind of a frustrating tactile experience for in my view at least uh also I can't get his five millimeter hand to hold them. <laughs> the instructions imply I, I you didn't... can, but <laughs> yeah, there's there there's a way that you can get it in there to hold it, but it's not like I, I don't feel like it was actually. I don't want to say I don't want to say it wasn't made for it because clearly it was because that was the the, the design idea, but it's not the best in the world. Get the arm into a place where it can hold that balanced in it and you just call it a day. Yeah, no, whatever they were going for on it, I think it's one of those design things where like this got a little too far into the weeds, as they say. And Mm -hmm. I think it kind of just got stuck because it was like, oh, he needs a five mil hand. okay, but he also needs to be able to hold these blades. And I think going, well, one is five mil and one can hold the blades is like, that's fair. But I also think that it just makes the five mil hand feel invasive on like as a standalone piece in a vacuum. I'm mostly just regarding the five mil port hand as like, I wish you were also thin and just put five mil ports on your forearms or something, please. Uh, in fact, mm-hmm. you have them on your, you have them on your forearms already. Don't be greedy. <laughs> Hold your knives. Um, TJ, how about you? What are some of your uh, initial impressions of this guy? I will admit, I got really bummed out when I tried to put the star in his hand and went, oh, that didn't work. Oh, that didn't work. How was it supposed to hold it? <laughs> oh, his hands had different sculpts. Oh. Yeah, I also went for the 5 okay. one first, and I was like, what did you do? What is happening? And then I and then I saw the other <laughs> hand, and I was like, oh! Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, are you kidding me? <laughs> uh... No, it's a nice it's a nice figure. I, I like the updating and the like the, the, the G oneification design of him a lot better than I did the first waves attempts. Mm-hmm. Which is surprising considering it's such a harder shift from prime to G one to than animated to G one. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's like I, I am yeah, yeah. Like I was really happy that I could still very very clearly see the character in there. I think what really helps is that the prime shift was almost literally adding noses and like that was that was like 80% of it it just made it louder whereas with animated it's like well no the whole body type has is going to shift a little bit so every design change because there's more changes it feels less loud to me if that makes any sense uh mhm I'm also trying to turn him into a robot, and I have actually forgotten the order of operations for the <laughs> the winglet. He's, he, he's, def- he's definitely an order of operations one. Oh, 100 percent, yeah. I've got myself. It takes a few lost. times, but like it's it's a it's 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 pretty smooth once you actually know how it works. Hmm. Yeah, I I was actually really happy that this is in no way, shape, or form related to the the prime RC mold. Because I was still, I wasn't, I didn't think it was going to just be, like, mostly a retool. But I was like, I wonder if, like, the mid-torso hip shoulders block 
has any shared DNA, but like this, this has nothing to do with that mold other than it's a motorcycle. Um, so that's kind of cool. Uh, I, I, I am literally astonished at how I've already forgotten how this works. So I'm just going to keep futzing with this. Um, the, uh, so yeah, the, 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 the throwing star things are weird. The back of the, the bike mode is weird. Uh, I, I actually think this guy though, his legs in robot mode, uh, not just because they're the part that's been transformed already, but I was messing with this earlier. Um, I think they actually carry through a lot of the spirit of the original because they kept the foot on a rotating piece so that you can do things like, you know, changing the them into wheel legs. Uh, it lets you also change the arch of the lower leg. It is ostensibly even like a, a second ankle joint in some ways. And I really like the foot design, which I think has been a bit contentious. Um, but... Uh, doing them as as tapered, rounded, tapered, very wide, flat panels super works for my my design tastes with the way that the legs look in general. Like, I think the feet were a, a really well-done bit on this. Uh, they carry the animated look uh, through somehow for me. Um, don't know if you guys had any other thoughts just on, like, the, you know, some of the design translation. Not really. Like I said, it the the design is like take the animated prowl and subtract like seventy percent of the the lithe ninja and make it as a modern like some of the modern design language. Also, I just got it. I just got it. I realized what I, I just got it. It is <laughs> such a weird transformation. It's a weirdly yeah, mm-hmm. weirdly hard transformation, all things considered. <laughs> but uh, I like the end result. Yeah, the the I, I think there is like there is still ninja look to him. It's just it's it's a lot more like you had to know this was a ninja, mm-hmm. and then you can kind of see it. Um, it's like a ninja in baggier pants. It's the way he tends to look to me. Um, yeah, I, I've really, I, I, I think this is cool. Like, this is, I've seen the feedback on this. This toy is definitely not a popular toy so far in the discourse from this wave. Um, but also, a lot of folks who end up just picking one up, I've, I've noticed, have had feedback similar to ours, which is like, hey, this is actually kind of cool in person. Um, uh, do you, uh, go on. Oh yeah, and and I will say like if you don't like this because of its deviations, the because the deviations are literally body wide, I to- I totally can see how it can still bounce off. Um or if the transformation just frustrates you. Like it it's 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 complex and and order of operations enough that the transformation I think could be sort of irritating. Um because you can't really adjust, you can't course correct this. If you start messing it up, you kind of have to just restart. Uh which can be annoying. Um but I was going to say, do you, uh, going off of this one, um, like clearly there is intent to try to pay some more homage to animated. Uh, do you think they're, I, I think they're on a decent path with this kind of approach. And admittedly, Prowl is probably one of the hardest ones to translate as well. Um, if we were to see anyone else from animated, I'm kind of confident, uh, in the, the team's ability to deliver on that. And I'd love to see some more, um, yeah, but, yeah. I, th- I think that Prowl's the one that would really, that, like ultimately is the hardest 
just because maybe like if they went for blur, you know, both of those because they're tall, long, just, you know, that somehow, you know, Steven Ayler and that crew was able to, I mean, they worked really well with, with Derek Wyatt and, uh, in order to like be able to make the anime stuff that was very much animation style into something that could be made into toys. It's such a, the right mix of the right people in the right location at the right time. And, a a dash of movie money in order to make that line happen <laughs> that, uh, uh, that I, I, I don't know that we will see the likes of again for a while. And so the, you know, prowl as an example of, of what's done later, I think is still very good. Um, but I don't, I do not see how you could re-release animated as an entirely new design now. Well, it also makes me um, feel like, because obviously there's a lot of rumblings that you know, it, one of the Junkions seems to be like, you know, pre-tool layered to eventually be a lockdown. But also I'm starting to wonder if like, it's not like they're going to do a red herring out of an entire toy. But I also think lockdown is probably a top of the list for other characters from animated to bring into legacy. I'm curious if like... Uh, something like this could also be done with lockdown this doubly so with lockdown's history of already crossing you know the the aesthetic rubicon um back mm-hmm. in the day uh i i would tra- worry okay. about that junkie on turning into that though cuz like i fe- i feel like that's going to take away from like the signature of that toy which was like getting him like to be super tall for a deluxe yeah like i i i truly feel i truly feel like you know, if I mean, if it happens, I'm not going to be like, how could they, you know, uh, uh, contradict my prediction? But like, I think it's more so just a coincidence that it's a muscle car with junkie on Mad Maxness layered on top. Yeah, it, it, it yeah, it's a, it's a muscle car with Mad Maxness to it, and you know the the oh, I forget her name that they just showed off the the purple one. Oh man, I knew it, and now that Axel yeah, Grease. And like, yeah, okay. I could, I could see them like if they took the cat, the like car cab of axle grease and made a like longer leg, like a longer front end parts for the legs. Maybe you could do something out of it. You'd need a mm-hmm. need a huge bin in the middle for the head. Like I, I could still see how you could do it and still pull it off with, with you know, partials and, and, you know, work in the existing technology, but then I don't know thematically how well pull apart lockdown would work so adjacent it, like, to every, every other one of these is a junkie on, and those are designed to be mixed and max matched, but like lockdown, like lockdown takes parts from other people. He doesn't, he doesn't. Yeah. I was going to say, like, it kind of it kind of works for him in a reverse sense, which is that this is a lockdown mm-hmm. who can steal five mil equipped limbs. So he, he can he can steal Studio Series Cup's limbs as much as he wants. Uh, so so what you're telling me is shattered glass lockdown. Yeah, he's reverse lockdown. He gives <laughs> his limbs to people. 
Oh, brother, I I came to pay off my debt and give you a leg. Here you go. That's a, that's not a bad concept for a shattered glass lockdown. Is he he like he's so giving that he he literally gives his own body parts away and like rebuilds new ones. Because uh, yeah, obviously it's also that, that, it's that, like that guy guy at the blood bank every week. <laughs> it's, it's like the version of a Transformers blood bank. It's like oh you lost. You, don't I have an EMP I just built into my own arm? But here here you have it, uh, medic person. Uh, because like, obviously that 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 Junkion also has a hook with a, a five mil connector on it, um, but that Junkion also cannot use that hook as a hook hand, is my understanding. So mm-hmm. you know, there's there's bits and pieces. Also, but also from oh, yes. the f- from the physical leaks, there is also I don't know if this is spo- I, spoilers on these are so weird now. This, there's Wrecker Hook as well, who is a Junkion. In a, in the colors with the head sculpt of someone who wasn't a junkie on, but also it kind of works. So you know what, whatever happens, but I I feel like lockdown as as a dedicated animated piece also could well be on the table. Uh, just just given that there is a prowl, um, and I don't I like prowl, but if they were only going to do one animated character at all, I feel really weird about prowl being the selection. Whereas with Armada, like Starscream, is Armada iconic. Prowl is certainly iconic, but he doesn't iconicize the entire series the way I think Armada Starscream can in like people's memory. Like that that is always gonna be bulkhead, nope. I think. But see, mm. the the way the way it goes for me is for me it would be a toss up between bulkhead or prowl. It's how it's how prowl is, you know, kinda kinda doing his own thing with a with a with a with the G1 origins, but still like twisted his own way. Mm-hmm. And it's the conclusion of his story that I think makes him impactful enough to me. Like, okay, yeah, I, I actually see why this, they went with this way. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I, I wouldn't disagree with that. I just feel, I feel like I I would be really surprised if the, if part of the idea was like, if we only do one, it's going to be prowl. Um, only because I just feel like ratchet and lockdown outside of bulkhead, at least ratchet and lockdown, have so much connectivity for people um like on just a visual level as well um arguably prowl does too it is i always felt like Ratchet I mean, lockdown like took his, his thunder i mean i mean lug nuts just sitting there oh yeah lug that boy reveal the shield lug nut did a lot to erase lug nut from my men my memory <laughs> for all these years uh Oh, okay. Oh. I'm I'm sorry. I, I mean I mean clobber. I'm sorry. Oh right, right. Thanks. Right, clobber. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, if we don't get a legacy clobber, then like, who is this line even for? You know. Um, true. Not not the true fans. That's, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, d- last question, because someone has already 3D designed one. Um, how open and amenable are the two of you to samurai armor add-on for this toy? I saw it and had interest. <laughs> it was very restrained. <laughs> I, I want. So, part so there's that half of my brain that really does want samurai armor for this one eventually, and then the other half of my brain that wants a signal lancer toy that doubles as his original mace accessory. We can have both. We we deserve mm-hmm. both. We deserve both. Not yeah. just we can have both. We are owed. What both. an old school perfect effect upgrade kit. 
Yes. On a weird blister pack that doesn't actually seal, so you can just slide the cardboard out. And it's like PE-92 car light or, or, or bike light or something. And you're like, what the heck? Bike oh, light. because he's a motorcycle and it's a light. Okay. All right. That works. And then you have to like remember it four years later. Like, oh, no. What was it? Like <laughs> cycle bulb? No. What do I search um, on eBay? Damn it. <laughs> shoot. Um, let me type upgrade kit. Oh God, what the, um, someone made a boobs add on. Why? Yeah. Uh, it's like, <laughs> yeah. like three different levels of bikini, like an, a, a, a demure one, but still there. And ones that are strings. Why would you do any of this? Why is one of these done in silicon, but the other in PVC? So there's two different kinds of tactile squish. Uh, yeah, we we are owed. We are owed that add-on. And also, signal answer respect, please. I'm actually a little... Sh- I'm going to use the word. I'm a little shocked that we have not seen hide nor hair of signal answer in, in Legacy so far, now that we're halfway through, uh, if it is a trilogy type approach. I am shocked. I mean, that does feel like Don't one just... of the deeper pulls. It'll just be a sound wave repaint that T-poses. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say something Oh my god, can we just... Can, can we just have like, can we just have like one Soundwave mold that is just designed to be all of the roadside parts, like the the lamp, the 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 phone booth, the traffic light, just any anything like, an like that. Changer. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's, it's like one, like one like 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 one mother mold that we can just yeah. create all these other parts from. Oh, so yeah, a reshellable mold, like something. The core of it could be like the. Yeah, the core of it could be the partial core of all these. I I want to say something controversial here. I think Cybertron Metroplex in in the 2020s is a deeper cut than Signal Lancer. I think more uh, of the Kidult fan base know about Signal Lancer than Cybertron Metroplex. That's my hot take I'm going to put out there in the universe. Metroplex was an actual toy. But think of who had the cultural memory impact. Like, I think there are people who never watched the show who know who Signal Lancer is. Like, that, that Signal Lancer penetrated the, the, the reality barrier uh, in a way. Because we were all very loud about him <laughs> back in, like, 06. And then the live-action movies served to smokescreen all of that effort and make try to make us forget about him. It was the Michael Bay personally <laughs> prevented the proliferation of the signal lancer fandom imo uh no h <laughs> no humbleness uh anyway uh, but uh, animated prowl um accessory pack please and thanks um let's uh let's now that we've done our shared things let's do a quick listener question this is actually the last listener question that i still had floating around from 2022 so closing a little book here um Related to this, before I do it, Aaron, you mentioned you were on a recording of some kind talking about toy engineering, and you. But where could someone? Where could someone hear that? Because I meant to yeah. do that when you were talking, and then we got you know onto toys. Uh, that was on the Moonbase Two podcasts offshoot thing that um, I forget the the name that he kind of bounced through a couple versions that he was talking about. I and forgot. My it memory too. is horrible. Yeah. It was supposed to be like Mikey Mikey's chat basement or something. Squawk box. Right. Yeah. Squawk box. 
Like where um, Mikey and I talked talked about um, you know it, the engineering and design side of things, which is I mean if you're actually listening to this for more than a couple episodes, you probably realize that I'm it's like where my life is is design and engineering, and you know seeing the way that that works with toys and uh, you know the the challenging of the aspects of you know like design time budgets are a thing that have to be thought about. And that's why, you know, some of the, the things that they're doing now are, are, are kind of miraculous in order to do that. And then at the end, a plug for extra life, because I still need to remember to plug for extra life. So extra life. Hell yeah. I plugged extra life twice at TFCon. I was very proud of myself. Well, in two locations, not literally twice. Not like I said it twice, and that was that'd just, be weird. just twice. To <laughs> once was in the elevator by yourself. I gotta remember to do something for extra life. It's a check mark for Friday in the elevator. Extra life check. All right, and then Sunday I'll just go to the dealer room and yell extra life check. Uh, but yeah, um, our listener question comes from Spine ninety eight uh, on whose radio show I guessed it on over the summer of twenty twenty two, and that was very fun. Um, I think there's a VOD of that floating around somewhere. Uh, Spine98, if that is actually existent, then like please feel free to post it uh, in the thread or something. We had a fun talk about toy collecting um, and... Uh my my favorite topic, which is like like talk about toy collecting on like the broader uh, philosophical level, which always makes me happy and excited. Um Kind of. I might be misremembering parts of this, but I just remember I got to do some of my I got to do some of my soapboxes. Um, and uh, also, he says that if any of us want a guest on there, we're always welcome. So hit hit any of us up if you got a spot. We like talking about robots and things. Uh, anyway, Spine ninety eight says my wife and I are expecting a baby in March. So I hope that went well. Um, <laughs> otherwise, it's gonna be awkward. Uh, <laughs> While I know that baby-proofing my collection isn't an immediate concern, I do know that it is something I'll need to think about in the future. I have a niece and some nephews, and I always had some toys ready for them to play with when they visited, so I know to use that strategy, but I'm wondering what I could do when a child is present all the time. I don't know if you'll have all the answers, but I figured it's worth a shot. Thank you so much, Spine98. I have some second-hand information about this, because I've also always been curious about this, especially as we began to become a multi-generational fandom and the toy collecting became so multi-generational. And the main thing that I learned secondhand is that at the end of the day, it is about communicating barriers and like what, it, what belongs to you and what is off limits and importantly, why it's off limits. And it's not just that, you know, it's expensive and it's mine, but it, it's also that, you know, this is, literally unsafe for you my kid to mess around with but hey maybe when you're you know when you're older when you're double digits maybe we can take it down and i can guide you through how some of this works you are expecting a layer of reasoning and intelligence from somebody that's starting it baby i'm i'm thinking of this as like the base what do you call it the grassroots building on the adult side for for crafting certain level obviously there is also the case of baby proofing in that your child is literally an infant who's a chaos machine um so like you know for instance don't leave your toys lying around <laughs> less lesson if you hadn't learned it by then especially now if you got a, if you got a kid don't i think i've also heard and i know this sounds kind of like a weird joke but i think this is legit a lot of techniques for like proofing your collection for having a pet 
can have some crossover with proofing for an infant. Yes, Th- those those sort of things. Like you know, make sure like uh, uh, imagine how tall your toddler is is going to be and reaching upwards and make that area entirely child safe. And hopefully once that, you know, once they start getting less toddler and more like child, you could potentially have like, if you're going to have, like I've got my wall of display stuff, you could have the lowest level of that, hopefully very secure in a wall or bookshelf or whatever that said child can't pull over. If you want to make it feel like these are yours, you could have their toys on the lowest level that they can reach. And then these are daddy's toys and mommy's toys up above that um, to like Mm -hmm. make them think about it. Like, Hey, these are mine. Those are theirs. Uh, But then beyond that, yeah, have it, you know, that's, that's, the office that's not a place for you unless you ask and we're there with you um and then have a deadbolt on it so the child can't screw with your things <laughs> and ruin everything actually, else in your life like they are right now um that sort of thing you you're, you're you're actually really dead on though i think about like um and this goes multiple directions remember that your infant slash toddler is literally an infant slash toddler so don't attribute adult um you put this don't attribute adult psychology to actions they take uh especially if they do end up getting their hands on something and messing it up don't go like why did you decide to destroy my precious object because mm-hmm. they probably don't yeah, I, i've, understand I've seen <laughs> i've seen too many stories online of people upset that like you know oh the dog got into whatever and chewed it up and it's like well yeah you you know you say I've had this puppy for four weeks and it you know managed to chew its way through a thing and got into my antique fart bottle collection or whatever and it's like okay well like a puppy's going to do that did you not realize when you got a puppy what puppies do and secondly why is you know why is your precious irreplaceable collection at puppy level again was this not a thing that you were thinking was going to happen like you had it you had it restrained with a mild blanket <laughs> mild <Okay>. blanket <laughs> yeah i don't know why it's making me laugh <laughs> you know just you know you you see sometimes you see stories where you've got to be like this is they're they're pulling my leg right for this story and then you know and then eventually you find pictures or the original source of the story, and you're like, oh, God, they were entirely truthful. They thought that they could keep the puppy in a room. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember specifically what it was because it was it was like a golden retriever puppy, which already, like golden retrievers are idiot energy until they're <laughs> old. And they were trying to keep it in a room by, like having a blanket across the door that they had like hung off of something, not even like a dog gate or anything. And then it got into the room and tore a bunch of stuff up in the room. And how I understand my old blanket now. (laughs) Yeah. That's worse. And it it was, and it was, and it was like, you shut the door or you get a dog gate or anything. So, you know, be, be ready for, 
look at what the worst case scenario is and plan for that, which I hope you're doing for children anyway, because it's like, oh, uh, I only keep the handles of the hot pans halfway off the front of the stove, not all the way off. I'm not a monster. Um, I hide, you know, I hide the knife nature. in the closet under a shoe, so if they found it, they earned it. Uh, no, yeah, because I, I, I would say, like, if you if you do want to have, like, a real focus on this stuff, in my opinion, and I don't have kids, so, like, take this with that kind of grain of salt, but when it comes to, like, your adult collectibles and if you're raising a child, I think that their safety is, like, probably the best reasoning or the best impetus to implement various means of protecting your collection because you're also protecting them from your collection uh, a lot of adult collectibles are not child safe um, some of them have sharp pieces some of them can eject little bits of shrapnel if you're not careful with them also a lot of third-party transformers do not have safety standards period um, and this is important with child and I know this was like a really I think um, misunderstood topic a year or two ago there's no proof of any like there's no testing of any of the toxicity in the paint on third party transformers toys. And I'm not saying like you're all going to die of lead poisoning that's all covered in lead paint or whatever the whole conversation became, but I don't think any of you know what's in your third party transformer toys uh toys paint. What what's in the baking paint? So the last thing you want is a child sticking a third party transformer piece into their mouth because you don't know what's going in their mouth chemically. So that's a big thing to be aware of. I, I I am certain that because they are adult collectibles, that same fear could be applied to things like Hot Toys or other like very high-end six-scale stuff, polystone statues, etc. I am sure a lot of those pieces do not use paint with the idea that the paint will, will be safe for ingestion in any way, shape, or form. Um so that that's another thing to think about. Like, just it's going to be at the end of the day, it it will invariably be more about the safety of your child, I think, than of your your collection. But like, you know, then as we were saying, else if you if you if your little kid does break something, like don't don't get super mad at them. Like, I know it will suck. I would probably get mad in, in the moment. But think about how many episodes of children's television have had that as the story. I remember there was a Thomas the Tank Engine episode about it, where like someone broke a precious thing. The adult got mad at them for a second. But then the out the, the story of the episode was the kid was scared, the adult hated them forever now, and the adult had to go like, no, I'm sorry, I just got really mad in the moment because this is precious to me. But, you know, let me explain why it was precious and let's appreciate it together. Let's try to fix it together. Turn it into something, you know, uplifting, etc. Anyway, that that's where my train of thought was also going. Is like, you, I'm not saying this, like, I know this is not Spy 98, nor most of any of you listening, but like, you kind of look at how some adult collectors already regard their collection when anything goes badly at the hands of, you know, a family member or loved one. And then sometimes I start thinking like, what happens when it's their own kid? Does that become the root of like a really bad relationship between a parent and their kid over something so inconsequential? Like, I don't know. Uh, my brain goes to a lot of different places with that, but yeah. Um, Aaron backed me up on this when they're infants, just treat them as even more dangerous, chaotic pets that you are certainly never going to get rid of. Because <laughs> they are also not a pet. Uh, the language about all this stuff is so odd. Um, that's why. That's why I just spectate. <laughs> uh, anyway, th- any anything else you guys want to throw in? This is, I just want to say thanks for the question, Spine ninety eight. And I do. I I do hope everything's gone well. Um, since it is April when we were recording this, uh, I should check in on that <laughs> after we're done. 
Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's let's pop over to a few more Transformers toys we got. Let's start. Let's let's hot potato through some of our our singles that we got here. Um, TJ, let's start off with you. What's what's one of your things that you picked up uh, that is a Transformer? Let's see, um, so we talked about everything else in my evolutions pile except for Shrapnel. I saw him at the GameStop when I bought Prowl, and I didn't pick him up, but I'm curious how he turned out. So, it should be no surprise, he does feel like kickback in that it is doing what it needs to do, and it is a fairly simple Transformer in general. And I don't think that's going to be a surprise of any Insecticon. Mm-hmm. That said, it is a it is like kickback in that it is a dead solid figure. Uh, it it you know spot on looks like shrapnel in both modes. Uh, it does feel very much like just like you know the animation model doing what the toy did. Did. Um, I'm happy that the color tones are. Uh, if I put it under like a bright light, I I think the purples are a little bit different, but it's certainly not to the degree all the Legends class ones were. Mm-hmm. So oh they, yeah, yeah, they look like they look like they belong together, which is like the, my main concern out of the three. Um, to, to be honest, like there really isn't a whole lot to say. Like I mean, he is a simple figure doing what it looks like he does. He's articulated. He has a fairly basic transformation. Uh, in, into a into a stag beetle. Um, I do I do kind of like they. I mean this feel this feels like something set aside for like an inevitable uh, future as Chop Shop. I would hope uh, so. But <laughs> yeah, but so, yeah the the front bug legs are an extra accessory. They can either be extra guns or uh, just detail parts if you want them. Yeah. I feel like they're. Do for like a, as a replacement piece. Could be wrong, um, but yeah, he, he's he hits me in the way a lot of uh, Legacy Evolution has, where there, it's a very solid representation of the character. Um, maybe not going too complicated on what's going on, but does everything he needs to do really well. This, this actually makes me feel okay about having not picked him up because I I still haven't picked up Legacy Kickback, um, and like. Every time I see him, he's at retail price, and I'm like, I just don't think I want him enough to pay retail price. And so when I saw Shrapnel, my reaction was like, well, I didn't pick up Kickback, so I don't think I need to pick him up. And so I was I was kind of thinking, like, I wonder if he has, like, some kind of, like, maybe there's a big trick or something cool he does. But if he's just, like, a perfect second of three figures, I'm right now I'm thinking I might just wait on those Insecticons. Uh, and just see how they all turn out, and then maybe try to pick them up loose off someone down the road. But missing uh, kickback on the first go round has like uh, weird word to use inoculated me <laughs> to be super interested in in the rest of them. I think bombshell might get me though if he does something neat because his transformation has the potential to do neat stuff more so I think than the other two. All yeah, just I, I, I was thinking also... he's. I... Yeah, I was thinking he'd have to be more involved. Just thinking about the way he has to shapeshift. Yeah, but I, I've decided I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm just gonna, con- you know, continue uh, doing this casual thing. It's more FOMO training for me too. Um, that's not something that I think everyone needs to do. It's just a personal thing. I'm like, here's a way I can create another FOMO train. Is like, 
ooh, but what if Kickback sells out and then I don't get this one and then Bombshell is cool? Whereas I can go like, well, if Bombshell's cool, maybe I'll just get Bombshell. And then if I want them, track them down later. Uh, I'm always actively thinking about these things. <laughs> but it's good to hear he doesn't, that he doesn't suck. Like, cause I, I don't want toys to go badly if I don't have them. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um... I, I might actually pick up a Chop Shop because I have been playing him in the TCG so much for the last year that I feel this, like, attachment to Chop Shop at this point. But uh, I fear he would end up in a buzzworthy four-pack that I probably would not end up getting. <laughs> um, let's uh, well, let's bounce that hot potato over to Aaron. Aaron, what's uh, one of your single Transformers you wanted to highlight? Uh, I'm actually going to talk about three of them. Whoa. Oh, I see. Yeah, I see. Yeah. So <laughs> I got th- three of the uh, Legacy Evolution Dinobot combiners. Slug, Grimlock, and um, Snarl? No. Yeah. Snarl's the one we haven't seen. Snarl? The other. Snarl's, yeah, yeah. Snarl's last. Uh, oh, Scar? Um, no. Is Scar Scar's out? Uh, yeah. The, Okay. I've I've got the the the, <laughs> the entirety of the torso in one it, leg. I mean it, it it's it's slug. Grimlock it's Grimlock slu- yeah Grimlock slug and sludge, yes. sludge 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 sludge. Yes. Well, okay. I don't see his head because that one faces backwards. That's my story, <laughs> and I'm sticking to it. Um, so I like I was kind of excited for these guys because I like combiners and these very. Very much a easy handful combiner, and my gosh, is it even better than that, in my opinion. Um, everybody that was given sludge issues about his hips, first of all, some people just got big hips. Um, <laughs> second of all, you know why his hips are that way. It's in order to make like hips and thighs that work for a big combined mode. Uh Slug and Sludge together have, like, five different ways that those two all kind of peg together and snap together in different ways and directions that make the torso dead solid, which was my biggest concern with the the two-part torso um, back when they were first showing everything off. Uh, And that it just makes a wonderful solid block of of everything is is magnifique uh, and then like grimlock just kind of makes a lower leg grimlock suffers so the others can soar that's uh that's my line yeah. i'm running with on him it's it the biggest issue to me is that the knee joint there's a a big fired rivet piece that holds the knee joint the part that holds his dinosaur head and then the part that holds like his dinosaur like the dinosaur torso cover so that when you bend the knee it pulls all of that up and then exposes dinobot's head or grimlock's head that's kind of like underneath his kneecap on the transformation uh which is kind of a bummer um just mm. I, I wish that there was a little bit better cover for that. He just like has his Tyrannosaurus head looking forward with part of that that cover like out there. I wish that there was a way that you could like if it had another couple of pivot points that maybe you could use that part to cover up the dino bot, the dinosaur head. 
dinosaur and dinobot back and forth a bunch. Um, but one of the neat things is in his ro- in Grimlock's robot mode foot, one of his feet has a big cut in it that the other one doesn't. And that is what lets Sludge's tail part that kind of hangs down past where his ports are pass through into it. So you can bend that knee very far and oh, things nice. that should intersect don't. Uh, because it, it there's there's nothing there in it. But so far, uh, three out of six, and all three of them are passable dinosaurs, okay dinobots, and great combiner pieces. I still have not seen a single one in person, but this is this is very exciting to hear because I the things you are looking for are kind of the things I've been curious about that I think I only really would know from an in hand report that's like staring at them. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that that specific geometric cut for the off-hanging bit of Sludge's tail is my kind of my kind of cake icing. Um, the uh, yeah, the... It, it was something that when I saw it the first time, I was like, oh, "That's kind of a bummer." It's kind of pff, whatever. And then it was, oh, oh, well, that makes perfect sense as to why that's there. So, yeah. I uh, I also because I, the, the bummer is my thinking before the wave came out was like oh it'll be nice because I'll have a torso and then I'll have a junkie on who can provide limbs in the short term. I have still never seen a core class Dinobot in person. I have still never seen a Legacy Evo junkie on in person. <laughs> so the, <laughs> the two things that I was like yeah it's gonna be like peanut butter and jam. It's gonna be great. Haven't seen either. Just <laughs> seen everything else uh, that came out around them. Uh, at least so far. Um. But no, that's that's really good to hear. Um, also, just because I, I've been excited about that combiner because it, it's one that we'll have in piecemeal for a while, but like the actual play pattern within the line can fill in the gaps of the piecemeal in a fun way, uh, hypothetically. Mm-hmm. So I, I've been, yeah. been kind of... And he stands it. just fine with one leg. Hell yeah. It's he's got wide enough of a foot and you just have him kind of bend to the side a little bit and he does a great black knight impression. <laughs> uh also big shouts out to Evan from the design team uh on a, a currently recent stream they did where he straight up was like we can't say that the we have that the one left to reveal we can't say what his name is but also you literally all know it's snarl. The only one who's not here is Snarl. We made up a sixth one, and we've already revealed the, the made-up sixth one. So, like, my apologies... <laughs> he didn't say this, but he was like, going... He was moving towards almost going, like, my apologies if this makes someone's life hard somewhere down the chain somehow. But, yes, we still haven't shown Snarl, and we are making Snarl. There's no red herring. There's no big, weird twist. <laughs> uh, we We need... I haven't said this in a while. I hope Evan works on Transformers forever. And it's only because I think he's happy there. And also, I love him working on Transformers. And I want him on every stream. And I want PR to not touch him. Let him say whatever he wants. Evan knows how to control what he's saying. And it's very funny. (laughs) Uh, This is a very slight tangent. But did either of you see that that fan stream? the, The early April fan stream? A couple days ago? Did did you see Evan? Did you see him do the biggest, loudest, silent "hey" when Delaney Marketing said something about "Hey to all you Bayformers fans"? <laughs> you have to watch for it. It's in the background. Evan just like does a little like 
like wince lean over. Uh, also, uh, Delaney marketing is the best. Um, like, <laughs> so funny seeing Delaney marketing f- fresh to the team still says in 14 steps and stuff like that next to BMAC been on the team through the, all of the lockdown streams and probably has seen the chat. It's like the two different versions of a marketing person. Uh, I love them, love them both. But <laughs> anyway, uh, one thing that I got this week, uh, is, um, when I went, uh, over to visit my mom before TFCon LA, I got this in package and I didn't open it till after TFCon LA, but I got the elusive Velocitron 500 galaxy shuttle, uh, which I saw multiples of while I was out West <laughs> at every Walmart I ever went to because they shipped all of them to Canada and the UK. It turns out, um, shouts out to a friend of mine at TFCon LA who brought a suitcase full of galaxy shuttles to sell. Um, because in in his province, they were drowning in galaxy shuttles. And he told people up front, this is how much it costs. It is not cheap. And people were still like, no, it's less than whatever deranged triple digit scalper price. I'll pay it. Uh, so I never had Siege Astrotrain, um, which I think makes this even better an experience because I really like galaxy shuttle. Uh, I know Siege Astrotrain didn't do this, but the way he turns from a white shuttle into a black locomotive train is simple, effective magic. It's so cool. Uh, I also really like the transformation um, from mode to mode to mode in any direction. This is a case of a triple changer who feels natural when I transform them from any mode to any mode of the three. Uh, the The actual robot mode toy is, you know, dead solid Transformers toy. Um, waist swivel exists despite, like, you know, lots of flip over locky parts. Um, and the caboose, uh, on galaxy shuttle painting the caboose or rendering the caboose, I should say in a completely different color scheme specifically is perfect on galaxy shuttle. Cause when you connect it to the train mode, it's primarily like, it's still blue, but it has a lot of gunmetal and black showing. So it naturally looks like a train car being pulled by a black locomotive, but then it opens into a blue launch pad. Uh, or it turns into a really kooky backpack and pair of shoes. And it's not in the instructions, but like when it's a backpack, the part that isn't shoes, you can just open the ramps to be like a, just a big, crazy anime Hisatsu pair of wings. Um, this, the whole toy just works really well as galaxy shuttle. Uh, and I had a moment where I was like, damn, I kind of want to get the Astro train version. But then also I was like, I think everything about this works better as galaxy shuttle, even the third mode works because it, it's a completely different color scheme. So it looks like it's a legitimate disguise. Uh, and with the weapons all being red um, and the locomotive being black, it's even like a sort of soft homage to Advenger from uh, Brave Goldran. Uh, so there's lots going on that I, I liked about this. Um, and it's topped off by the fact that it was easy for me to get in my country and impossible for Americans to get in their country. And that doesn't always happen. So a little, little bit of like, hooray, it was easy for me this time. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I think he turned out really well. I do think, regardless of that, friggin' sucks that apparently Velocitron Wave 2 collectively just uh, melted in America or whatever else happened to it. Because uh, Crasher and Shadow Strip aren't in my country either, so I don't know what happened to them. Uh, they're all Yeah, I'd been, I'd been looking for them, but they never seemed to appear. Yeah, just... the... Only time I've ever heard of anyone getting Crasher was, I think, a few sightings in Canada and then gone. And I don't think Never I've seen saw. a single sighting in America. 
yeah, I I'm, I I am really bummed about Crasher disappearing like this because I'm not going to pay a markup for Crasher, but like Crasher was is so perfectly the kind of thing I'd want to pick up too. Uh, it, it sucks that she's kind of been lost to this weird vortex. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, I got I got so many good things to say about Galaxy Shuttle. Uh, and uh, hey, apologies to Siege Astrotrain. I never picked you up, and I hey, you made this turn out better <laughs> as a result. Uh, do either of you feel tempted to try to track down a Galaxy Shuttle, or like because because it's going to be expensive for y'all. There's no way to ship galaxy shuttle into your country from Canada or the UK without it being expensive. So like, have you kind of written it off or are you, are you holding out hope? I think I've written it off. If I see it at Walmart, I might, um, they've done a little bit of weird kind of straight to clearance on a few other things. One of my Walmarts has. So like maybe, I don't know. Yeah, I I got it when Walmart had it for pre-order. Oh right, it was their brief. Yeah, the whole story is so friggin' weird. I forgot it was even there ever. <laughs> uh, you're you're, ta- you're it's me, and it's a victory character. Of course, I jumped on it. Yeah, I was gonna say, like in your case, I was like, this will suck to track down if you have to still track it down. <laughs> uh. I also haven't seen him in Toronto at all. I only ever saw him on the West Coast. Uh, and my friend who who has, was finding tons of them was also on the western end of Canada. So, like, I don't even know how many of them made it out east. Um, but, so, yeah, that weird story aside, uh, I will pass the hot potato. TJ, back to you again. What's another uh, single of yours you'd like to highlight? Um, I mean, it's... It's technically a trio because they were packed together. True. But I do have three of the mainline Rise of the Beast toys, which is Nightbird, Cheetor, and Wheeljack, if anyone is curious about that trilogy. I am because I think those toys look kind of cool, and I I actually don't mind the three-packing of them because it's like... It's not saving money, but in my brain it is because I'm only buying one thing and getting three toys. I'm so easily led by that kind of setup, <laughs> but I actually really like that they're doing that for those. So, um, I think I think at retail here it was fifty five bucks, um, but and if they're like twenty bucks each, so that is a little bit of a discount. Heyo. Um. Did oh did they have bundles of tissue paper behind the packaging? Because I remember that was that was a, another whole thing with those where it's like an easily missed bundle. Uh, not on the back, on the front. On the front. That seems dangerous. Because yeah, I could I could view it. I could like I could see all three of the little uh, the little accessory burritos taped to the box. Uh, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've already I've heard of someone who getting theirs that didn't have those. So yeah, it's a little, it's a bit of a risk. Yeah, that and it's not that is not me going like put windows back on. That's just me going like don't have taped bundles on the front when the windows open. Put them in the back. Right, right. Uh. Uh. So. Out of the trio, um, I think I like Cheetor the best so far. All right. 
I still have to I still have to mess with the others to kind of get a feel for him. But my concern with Cheetor was it was going to feel too much like the Kingdom figure because it just seemed like it was going for the same thing. It's you know it's a it's a deluxe Cheetor. You know what? How how much how much different can we make it? Um, they change up enough that I'm happy with it. Like the the cheetah head and neck transformation is different than how it works on the kingdom. There's no tab to break. <laughs> uh, you know, and the torso forms up a little bit differently. The legs transform uh, quite a bit differently from the uh, the kingdom figure. Um, just looking at a he photo has now. a he he has a gun that hides in his gut. Oh, that's so cool. I didn't see the tiny gun, and I'm just looking at the IGN photos when they got to reveal it. I didn't see the tiny gun. <laughs> yeah, proportionally, it's a little bit weird. His body does seem a little bit heavy for how like sleek his arms can be. Uh, but still, like, it doesn't feel like the Kingdom figure. Like, if there's similarities, is because, well, it's... Beast Wars Cheetor. What do you expect? Well, th- this is this is the bonkers thing that c- I think kind of came out at that last Zoom call that they released publicly, which is that stuff like this line are a different design team. Like I think it still goes to Takara Tomi for engineering, but things like this or the the cartoon tie-in toy lines are like a, an LA-based design team instead. Uh, and. Unless I misunderstood that, that like made my 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 brain open to the galaxy of like, well, that explains a whole lot about like the slightly different feel of all of that stuff. Um, so like on this Cheetor, for instance, like any of the like you know any kingdom similarities are probably going to be more from the Takaratomi engineering end uh, because even things like you know there's a little gut gun, um, the tail I'm just looking the tail tip folds back for a little knife thing to be there. And the, you know, the, the legs have a different bulk to them and all that. Like, that's all from that L.A. design team, whoever they are. Uh, this, it's like this weird and enigmatic group who also kind of get Transformers, but in a different way. At least that that's the way it seems to me. I'm so curious about who they are. But, that yeah, the, the things you were saying about the Cheetor just made me remember all that. Because, you know, there are, there is a Cheetor made by the one that's on the streams, that team. Um but then there's also this one who also made one for Cyberverse. <laughs> like, did that one at all in, in, uh, inform any decisions on this? Ah, it's so in- interesting to think about. Anyway, so I had to cut the, I had to cut in with that. Okay. So yeah, Cheetor solid. Um, I, I guess Aaron got to do three. I guess I just get to do three. Is that, is that fair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, and they're sold together. Okay. So yeah. let's do it. Um, Nightbird definitely feels like, uh, hmm. she definitely has some, like, Studio Series design stylings to her, where, like, there, there is, there's a lot of, there's a lot of panel work to get her to work, and she doesn't quite feel as solid as, as, uh, Cheetor does, just, I think that's mostly just because of how thin a lot of her parts are. Um, she's not bad. Like I, w- I wouldn't say like I wouldn't I wouldn't call her a bad figure. I just think she's a little more underwhelming. Hmm. And I think that's just um 
I don't know. It's it's just it's just a lot. A lot of her design is just like a little bit too thin and fiddly for me. I was like, just looking again uh, at the. Sorry, I was just saying. I was just looking again at how this thing works and, uh, or you know, photos of it. Because uh, I, I was going to say the the legs look like the kind of thing where you you hope that they lock together into a shape with that sideways hinge. But like, is it is it like you're saying just like a little bit, just not enough material. Uh, somewhat, yeah. I mean, okay. the, the side hinge that flips over for the car mode, like, that, that's stiff enough, and it kind of just works as her ankle tilt. Mm-hmm. Um, everything else, like, it's, like, the toy itself feels fine. It's just a little bit fiddly to get it to transform. It kind of reminds me a little bit of... And I, I don't mean this as a... I don't mean this as a dig or anything, but, like, it reminds me of Revenge of the Fallen Engineering. Oh yeah, yeah. Just the, so, she gave the the visual vibe is there on her. Yeah, where it's just okay. There's a lot of panels hanging off of her. You got to line everything up to get those panels going correctly. She does have some extra yeah. transformation element to her. Besides that, um, I don't know, but it does strike me as like it is definitely that that movie car style feel that kind of like I kind of got bored of. Mm. So I don't know she's kind of mid ground for me. Yeah, I, I'm seeing what you mean. Um, it is it is nice to know that she's probably going to get a very like all of these are getting probably a vastly different studio series take as well. It's it's so weird. It's all coming out at the same time. Yeah, uh, yeah. This this is also like this is obviously we only talked about two of them, but like another thing in my head is: Do you think it helps that th- she's in a three pack or that these are all in a three pack? So it's like. If one is a little underwhelming, you're not thinking I specifically bought a toy that was underwhelming. It's like, well, it was packed in with another one that was more whelming. Kind of. Because at the very least, like, I do find myself picking up Cheetor and to a lesser extent Wheeljack a lot more than her. Mm-hmm. And I kind of just write that off as, okay, well, I know how that toy is now. Yeah. Like, it's... You know, at least... It's the small boon of the multi-pack, because it's like, well, I didn't have to specifically choose these three. They they were in a bundle, and so, like, it's not like, oh, no, you know, my Nightbird isn't as good. But also then, hey, I have a Nightbird to pose with these other two figures, and the Cheetor's really cool. And, oh, by happenstance, I got this Wheeljack, who I don't know how you feel about him yet. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say this is slightly colored by the fact that I also got ten bucks off this this box, so. Sick. Gold medal already won. <laughs> <laughs> so now, okay, well, I only paid fifteen bucks for her. So okay, so she can be mid. I, I'm not. <laughs> it's not going to bother me now. Excellent fifteen dollar twenty twenty three transformer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do we talk wheeljack? Yeah, let's talk about Pablo. Pablo. Um, mine is a little bit affected by the hips being a little bit looser than I'd like. Like, it's all ball joint construction in the, uh, in the, in the hips and the shoulders. So that could be a little bit tighter on mine. So that, that is lowering the, the score for me. Um, he's got an interesting, okay. So I, I equate Nightbird to like Revenge of the Fallen style engineering. I would almost call Wheeljack closer to like 07 movie. Oh, neat. Uh, almost almost like Ratchet. 
I would say, because he is using like big chunks of bulk for his for his legs and for everything that comes together on him. Uh, he's got yeah. a little, you know, like the 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 side doors for his van mode, and then like the top of the van mode. That's like the only backpack he's got. Everything else just kind of finds a nice little happy spot, and yeah, he's just like a bulky dude that just like crushes together into his van mode. Um. The transformation's a little bit weird on him. And like, in some ways, good, because there's some interesting steps to his transformation. I really like how his legs work. Um, there is dedicated engineering to his uh, suspenders. <laughs> which I didn't, which is a little bit weird to think about, but it's, it's a thing. Um... I do have one issue on mine, which is I think his goggles are a little bit too big because they are causing it like a clearance issue when you transform it. <laughs> I like, like the idea of kind of. Uh, sorry, I, <laughs> I, like, I like the idea of a clearance issue from his goggles. Well, because of just this big square block that sits on his face, and like getting the front end of the van up over the head to transform it. It's it's a tight fit to the point where I'm kind of worried about paint scuffing if I do it too many times. They designed this toy to fuel the discourse around Autobot Pablo. <laughs> uh, I I really like the the notion of like whether or not it's conscious of like seeing other movie lines specifically in the experience of these because again not actually knowing who any of the designers are on this stuff they very well could have been perhaps um, inspired subconsciously even by some of that stuff, just by the shapes on these toys. Cause like the terror cons like Nightbird, especially like her base design looks like a natural fit to a revenge of the fallen era uh, movie toy. And similarly uh Wheeljack, like, like you said, like he's got big blocks of alt mode on him and that kind of works with the way the 07 movie line was trying to figure things out, like that pastiche of movie and classics that it was doing at the time. Uh, and, you know, and just as much, none, maybe all of this is just coincidence, but, like, it's it's a fascinating way to, to converse about these, especially with that design team being enigmatic. Like, even thinking about how their their Air Razor resembles an Energon Terrorcon with the way that the, the, the transformation on the legs works, uh, if I if I recall correctly. Um, I, I've seen that digibashed into dive bomb and I want it so bad. Yeah. And like, that's all stuff from the aughts basically. And someone who was a kid in the aughts could well be working on a transformers line right now as the not primary design team. Uh, it, it, who knows, <laughs> but it's kind of cool. Um, this three pack also sounds kind of cool. I mean, granted, like kind of cool on sale, but it, it sounds like you're getting three incredibly different toys, which is, like, the best you could ask for from a multi-pack, I think. Yeah, it's a it's a nice spread to give you an idea of all three different factions that are in the movie. Uh, they balance each other out pretty well, uh, just as far as not only engineering... Because, like, as I've spoken about these toys, I've compared them to three different Transformer toy lines before. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a it's an interesting mix. It gives you a nice, a nice taste of everything. Does it make you feel any any further draw towards the other three pack? 
Um, almost like in my mind now, I'd almost be like, well, academically now, I want to know what the other three pack is like. But <laughs> the other three pack also is looking like kind of the boring one. It's two carboys and air razor. Yeah, I mean, in in that one, I think air razor is just like my main focus to get on that set. Yeah. So like, I, I'm probably just gonna sit back and wait for the individual release. Do we know if they're doing? Because I, I think we saw packaging for individuals in these, but I, I'm getting so confused by all the different ways these are coming out now. Because there's like the Takara Tomi um, release, and yeah, there's listings for all the all the individual ones, like domestically. I it's in a computer somewhere. Dang. Yeah, I, I got, you know, I. I <laughs> makes me sound like I'm having trouble keeping up with my own fandom. But, like, the Rise of the Beast toy line stuff has just been, like, this... I think this is the most um, multicolored splat of toy releases for something for Transformers, like, simultaneously in a while. Uh, (laughs) I was very lost on what a lot of this stuff was for a little bit. It didn't help the way that, like, stuff was leaking without really knowing whether it was Studio Series or not. Um... And it, yeah, it was, it was very messy to to follow, but this this three pack at least sounds like it's pretty dang cool. Um, it's like sli- slightly bouncing off that. I've also heard that at least a decent bit of feedback about one of those weaponizer type the beast weaponizers two packs. Like that sounds like that that play pattern turned out okay. So hopefully I can find some of it over here. But uh, thank thank you for your report because as someone who hopes Nightbird is cool in that movie, I also wanted to know more about that toy. Uh, let's uh let's hot potato over to Aaron again. Aaron, what's another one of your thingy thingamies that you got? Um, I can talk about uh, well, uh, I got Wheelie and Bomburst, and they're both just like uh, I even I always forget the name of that that science class. Um, oh, uh, core the, class. The the core class. Uh, Wheelie does a little bit of an interesting trick in that, like, the way that his arms kind of fold sideways and flip around so that he ends up, like, feet in front of arms, um, to be interesting, but I would, I would probably not rate Wheelie as a buy. This is slightly better than the thing that was just randomly added in late on a Dinobot leader class. That's a hard derogatory praise to say. Like this wheelie's better than the packing one. Like what does that mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's not it's not great. I mean, mine has a bunch of excess flash that like didn't completely get painted on it, so it looks a little bit odd. It's just kind of a Fluster clock and eh. So one of the core out of the way uh, very rapidly, and then bomb burst feels like a horrible. An- another one that's like it kind of also ran. Where I heard, it's yeah, a, I, I guess it's another pretender that they needed to get checked off the list. But a prior one was at a you know the prior ones were at deluxe price point, and then bomb burst slips in here with. Like yeah, you you completed a group, I guess. Um, Even the deluxe one, though, it, right? Like the, this group, it feels like was heralded by Iguanus, yeah. who kicked ass, and yeah. then 
Yeah. Even the most charitable takes I've heard on Skullgrin, as someone who thinks he still looks cool, have been very, like, not worth retail, though. And then yeah, he's I kind have, of a plank. I have not seen a single person say a nice thing about Bomburst that didn't involve his robot mode is great, but it sucks that he has to turn into whatever he does. And it's like, man. Like, yeah, you, you, like, kind of fold him in half, and his... You know, his alt mode stuff is all basically just his backpack. Yeah. And and that's kind of it. His, like, hand weapon thing that becomes a blaster, like a gun out of the front of his jet is... it Like, you have to find just the perfect way for it to kind of peg into place, but it doesn't really work well. His, like, wings are kind of there as detailing on the underside of a thing, but the only way that they really show off, they're pointed upwards uh, because the way that it interferes with itself on the backpack to be wings over his back just every time I try and put it there. The first time you touch anything, it falls off. It's all uh, it's all a lot of stuff that seems like it was well-intentioned for sure, but man... It could have used a, another pass or somebody fighting for it to get it up a price point because I think at Deluxe you could do some of these things much better that you just can't even at core. Even then, like, of if you if you take all three of them and kind of just look at them as line art designs, Iguanus is the only one who I think took the big risk and it paid off. Mm-hmm. And, like, Skullgrin takes a minor risk, but then, like... I don't know the way to put this. He It's like he tapers off right before he really goes for it because his alt mode starts to take a risk and then strips all the risks off to go to be the least risky way to do that alt mode, which is like box mm-hmm. and then put the guns on it. And then Bomburst, I think, is taking no risks. Bomburst is like, yeah, he's Bomburst shell. And then he, he turns into a thing with wings and it's like Iguanus is Iguanus' shell, but he doesn't just turn into a thing with a tail. So like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> And just you know, you, the, and just the neat way of taking the the tail and making that part of the motorcycle, like yeah, or, or the, the motorcycle, tr- the, the tricks, in general. Yeah, the the tricks that it does are good and and logical. And I don't know if they just like ran out of mojo with it here or or what the deal is. And it's not like it's not like his two modes really like work incredibly well with each other. You know, to to try and get some of it back out, but it's just like, I, I I appreciate that they wanted to continue the pretender love, but maybe it's also you can say like, yeah, it's not passing. You know, yeah, well, or or just um, you know, in in the hindsight that now will exist, right? Is like, whatever you all did for Iguanus worked so well, and a key ingredient of that vanished from the other two. And like, what is that ingredient? You know, like Mm -hmm. something was lost on the other two that is there on Iguanas. And like, cause like like my, my concern is what happens when they're like, okay, well we've done a bunch of the, the Decepticon ones time to do the Autobots. And then they try and find ways to make, you know, new versions of, landmine or or whatever and try and make it between you know the the shell and what was he he was like a just a, a wheeled vehicle thing right 
Yeah, with, with the Autobots, I think it's it's, it's going to be the path of cowardice, which is Metalhawk's path. As much as I like him, it is what shell? He has a shell? Yeah. No, he doesn't. He's just a robot. <laughs> yeah. And even then, that's something that, like, you know, if they did, like, with Bomb Burst, I feel like, you know, maybe if they'd gone... We because it's it's like his weapons are kind of like what I pulled up the wiki. His weapons are kind of like what his robot mode weapons are, except for like I said, they put wing sculpts on it. Like if maybe they pulled the chest and head in, but left it like a little bit more robotic, then you get hidden in the. Th- I don't. I don't know. It's it's such a rough line to try and draw. Especially since between the the pretender shell and the alt mode, like gray is the common color. Like it's it's such a a, a long jump to take between it that makes it like rough, and especially especially after the wonderful hit that was Iguanas, uh, yeah. to then go go downhill rapidly kind of makes it. Well, and, More and disappointing, that, maybe. Like, like if yeah. Bombers had been first and then Iguanas, maybe Bombers, you'd be like, eh, it's okay, but Iguanas is hot fire uh, yeah. versus now you're like, yeah, Iguanas is really good and Bombers is kind of a wet fart. Well, the the bummer to me, right, is the way I've seen this conversation go in fandom before is like, maybe it won't, but I'm kind of getting preliminary frustrated to, to prepare for it, which is... Uh, maybe they shouldn't even have bothered doing pretenders like this. It just clearly doesn't work, which is, you know, it's like, yeah, it worked It worked really well the first time, and then it didn't, and it didn't. Don't don't write the whole thing off. Like, they, this is still a, a good concept, and I think Skullgrin could work if they just took more risks on that tank mode and, and went like, what if we just go kooky? What if he's a tank with a giant skull on the front that's grinning at you? That would have been awesome. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the... Iguanas, like, the way I'll put it, like I said, he took the most risks and reaped the greatest rewards, and I think that that works really well for Transformers. Just go go for bold, especially for for Pretender guys. Uh, To take risks. Just take risks on him. Core class Grand Maximus turns into a a biped. Uh, It just turns into a head. (laughs) Never release a body. It's an homage to fans' toys being mean there <laughs> but y'all know i'm right uh all right well uh i got uh i got i got another single i can pop out here this is from again when i was in the in the, the mainland in the west coast uh after tfcon la um the last day of my trip went to a mall because i got tipped off that metalhawk was there that's where i picked up metalhawk uh i had not yet been paid for my last bit of work so i was kind of running like well i got enough cash to comfortably pick up like metalhawk so let's just do this i go into this GameStop. they have everything um, I don't know if they had, um, Junkions, but they had like so much, they had the, the Rise of the Beast Studio Series stuff, Battle Trap and Studio Series 100 Bumblebee. Uh, they, they friggin' had the Wardon 2-pack they had a copy of sitting there. Uh, not the Wardon one, not the new one, sorry, the Birth of the Hero one, but you know, the, the Optimus or the Orion Pax Alpha Trion one, which was the day after the news had leaked about the, the, the other one, if I recall correctly. So I was like, oh no! Should I buy that one so I'm ready for if I can find the other one? Uh, but uh, I, I looked through everything they had, and I was like, I can only really comfortably grab one other thing. So I was like, do I get Battle Trap because he's new-new? 
But then I saw a deluxe, and I was like, oh, but no, this deluxe is from an older wave. I might never see this one again, so I'll go for this. So I was trying to, I was combating this mixture of of um, poverty and uh, FOMO and uh, logistics, and I made my way out, and I have now, per- I, I, happy to say I got Studio Series The Last Night Hot Rod, who turns into a car, not the one who turns into a cruddy shoe um, from World War II. Uh, cause I had heard from just a couple people, the exact feedback that made me craving this figure. Um, so this is, this is French hot rod turns into a, a fancy car that's licensed by whoever it is that makes cars. Uh, this toy is friggin awesome. Uh, and it rides a line incredibly tightly. Um, one little tweak in the wrong direction here or there. And this thing would be like over ambitious and kind of disappointing. Um, in the way it transforms. However, it just rides the lion perfectly. And the transformation is straight up magical. Uh, the way that the, the car just disappears and a robot grows out of it. Uh, and, and then vice versa. Uh, I can't even like describe verbally how some of the transformation tricks work. You just need to see how they work because <laughs> it's really hard to describe what's happening, but also it's not tremendously complex. It's really, uh, once, once you've done it once, uh, much like some, some certain third party pieces, once you've done it once, it's not that hard, but the, the decisions it's making are often so new that you can't really guess what's happening blindly, uh, without the instructions. Um, and the instructions also are struggling a little bit to communicate this stuff because instructions sure are great. Um, and, uh, so once you figure it all out though, oh, this is a freaking cool toy. And his robot mode has a lot of open posability range in the hips and ankles and knees. So you can get a huge amount of emotion in the leg postures, uh, which, which cr- just cracks open the, the, the play potential of this thing for me. Um, the shoulders are on ball joints and the, the stalks of the ball joints are on transformation hinges that also double as shrug hinges. Uh, it's just a huge range of articulation everywhere. Uh, I, I love this thing. Uh, easily the, my favorite part of a very messy movie. Um, second only maybe to Cogman slash Nitro Zeus. It's Cogman, Nitro Zeus, and French Hot Rod are always vying for the, the crown of that film for me. Um, and, and, uh, now I've got all of them. So I, <laughs> what film? I just have these cool Transformers characters now. Uh, but yeah, I, I would say if, you, if you're into any of these ideas I'm talking about, this is a, a worthwhile piece to pick up, uh, very much in spite of the source material as opposed to, you know, in support of it. Um, but that, that was that was really cool. Uh, also, damn, there is a stocked GameStop on the island over on the West Coast. Uh, I, I was almost kicking myself afterwards. I'm like, oh, maybe they also had the Junkion. But I was like, no, it's a Wave 1 Junkion. I cannot lust after a Wave 1 Deluxe. They will always come back. There's always a warehouse somewhere that has a bunch of Wave 1. Um, there's, there's no reason to get hung up on this. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's one of my singles. Um, Teacher, let's pop back over to you. You well, No, wait, you got, like, a bunch from these? I'm looking at your trans art list. Uh... That's a, you got th- holy crap. Okay. <laughs> I didn't yeah, look so this is what happens close. when I get one and go, oh, yeah, I think I, I think I need all these. I actually left one off. Which one did you leave off? Uh, 
skateboard gorilla. Or oh, they, that's Primal. out. I yeah, didn't the, I didn't know the trans metal stuff was. Damn. Okay, <laughs> I am. Uh, I will say, it's kind of interest. It's interesting in a positive way to see you connecting this hard with one single third party company because now that makes me want to see what they do. I haven't handled any of their stuff before. Um, so, here's the thing. Like, I was the I was one of those kids that said, "Oh, beast, bleh, bleh, where's my cars? Where's my jets? I don't want Transformers as animals." If they had kept up with just normal organic animals, I probably wouldn't would have just ignored Transformers for a good part of my youth. It was Transmetals that brought me back, and it's another one of those things that Hasbro has been. Very, like, back and forth on if they're actually going to do anything with Transmetals or not. Yeah. So, okay, so there's you're a third-party Transformer company. You make one of my favorite designs of all time, which is the original Transmetal Megatron. You improve it, you upscale it. Uh, yes, like, that is immediately going to hit my interest. And then when it turns out really, really good, then I go, okay, I think I want a full set of trans medals now. All right, so our trans art correspondent, TJ, uh, <laughs> uh, how, how did these turn out? Because, I, I, yeah, I've, I've, I've seen these at conventions, um, but I, I'm always, I, never, I never do the research on them, so I'm always like, I have no idea like, how this has all been turning out. And I'm even now the, the kind of person that would touch me out. I mix up trans art with the other people doing third-party Beast Wars stuff. So, like, there's a company that just put out a, a Terrorsaur um, that uh, I, I got some feedback about that, that kind of put me off of it. And I was like, oh, dang, trans art missed one. But then I was like, wait, is that trans art? Or is trans art only doing these other ones? Anyway. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, trans art is strictly trans metals right now. Okay. So, yeah, the Megatron is exactly what I hoped for. Like, like it is like scaled to be like up there with like masterpiece movie masterpiece Beast Wars Megatron. Um, they try they have to get around a few things because like there's two different tails, like there's one to actually act as his fusion cannon, and then there's one that's just the 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 beast tail. So they have to cheat that a little bit, but that's because the animation model altered the size between the two modes. Yeah. So, okay, okay, so they they played around with it a little bit. Um, it does transform very much like the original. It's a lot more solid. There's more, like, ratcheted joints to the, to the uh, engineering now. They added some extra panels to close up the front, so it's not just the obvious robot uh, arms and hands making up the chest. It's It looks like it does in the show now. You know, and then you get to the part where, like, even the head has extra articulation from the original. Yeah, so they're, like, hitting all their marks. Uh, yeah, they're hitting, they're hitting a lot of really good marks on these. Um, there's a little bit of die cast, because they use it for the feet and the lower legs, so you get better balance. Um, yeah, and, like, literally everything I want that... Megatron to do it does so like the like the turbines are independently like uh they they can rotate off of the original parts so they can angle the way they did in the cartoon he can use them in robot mode um what else what else uh the like uh 
the one time I think I saw him use like the 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 T Rex arms over his shoulders as like little like little Vulcan guns, that's represented. <laughs> there's parts. There's extra parts for that. It's one of those packages of like, well, all you missed was the transmetal ducky, and this would have been everything I wanted. And that's just going to be like pre-order bonus on something in the future. <laughs> I'm just guessing. Mm. But yeah, um, because that one turned out so well, I thought like, you know what? I'm not buying DX Common Rider these days. Um, okay, I've got enough hole in my budget. Let me actually like round these up, and we'll just make we'll just make this my 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 like little. Uh, We'll make this my project for a while. So, uh, Cheetor is much the same. He feels like an upscale of the original toy in all the best ways. Uh, the transformation's still familiar. It's still cleaned up compared to the original. Um, you know, it's animation model accurate. Uh, his robot mode head has an, has a jaw that articulates. His weird, creepy cl- flesh claw hands articulate. um they went they went with a different direction on the tail they just have like one wire tail Uh, is it like 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 rubberized over opposable wire yeah okay does it feel all right i know that stuff can actually feel okay Uh, at times but yeah it, it feels fine for now you know like like it's 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 brand new out of the box so it's not worn out yet or anything yeah. Um I think really I really think the only trick they added to this one in particular is that um oh no there is there's two tricks. Number 1 um his his ro- his uh beast mo- his beast mode's wings are now spring loaded so you hit a button and they just fly out. Oh I'm a, I am now instantly won over. That's what Fans Hobby does that wins me over even though I haven't bought any or I only bought one of their things is like putting spring loaded stuff into a collector piece cuz you got to know okay. what you're doing. I've known you long enough now. Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna use three words, and I think I think you're immediately going to dig this. Universal ab crunch. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! It rocks back and forth and sideways, and there's is this it... like the abdomen section is like like a telescoped section of plastic. That can flex with that. Oh wow! Is it a ball joint or is it like like hinges? Do you know? I mean, it's it's entirely buried. I have no way of telling. Okay, that's cool though. Dang. Yeah, it feels it feels like hinges. Like it doesn't have like full ball joint motion, but like oh, yeah. If it's if if it's hinges, I actually I know like ball joint is a bit easier to mess with, but like crisscross hinges for whatever reason really like tweaks me in a good way because I'm like oh that's dedicated though like you had to set up those geometries e so Cheetor is really nice uh, I'll save you I'll save you a lot of time and say, tell you that the Optimus Primal is literally just like a big version of the original with better articulation yeah, there's not what else would do. you yeah. what else would you do? <laughs> yeah, I'm like it's like as long as he works <laughs> like as long as they didn't do something yeah. overly risky, uh 
I assume that turned out all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's literally just a big version of the original, just cleaned up and given better posability. There yeah. you go. The only one I would warn you on is the Rat Trap. Okay. So, it it does the thing that you wish the original one d- does. The backpack rotates up so that the wheels are behind his shoulders. Um, in order to get cartoon accuracy out of this thing, they added a ton, which I actually feel is a detriment. So, there's two different mouse heads that is completely integrated. You have a large one for the beast mode, and then you have a completely separate one for the shoulder pads. Oh, I feel like someone told me about this. This sounds really familiar. Uh, yeah, I remember thinking, like, like that, that it wasn't an opt... You couldn't opt out of all this stuff, because it was all built in. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. So, like, you have all these complexities for something that, like, if you don't care that much about it, it's, like, too bad. We've built the entire toy yeah. around this complexity. Yeah. Here's the thing. I don't mind that so much because, again, they're trying to mesh the, the accuracy of both beast and robot modes, and the animation model did cheat the size of them. Yeah. Okay. So I, I get that. They try to smooth out his underside the way they try to smooth out the front of Megatron. But Megatron is literally just like a little bit of extra panel that hides inside of his chest, and it's not a big deal to fold out and cover up his arms with. Rat Trap, you have to hide all of that under kibble with all these different panels that fold out from different spots in his backpack. Trying to, like, layer all of these panels together, get all the tabs in, try to keep it smooth, and in order to incorporate all this extra stuff, even transforming his robot out of his backpack is way more complicated than it has to be. Yeah, damn. Like, yeah, that's what hurts. Because it's still a really good-looking rat trap. Like, it's still, like, it's well-made enough. You've got, you know, the, the same thing. The mouth articulates in robot mode. His uh, forearms have the hidden, uh, hidden grenades. So he does that. But the result is not only is he overly complicated, he also has so much packed into his backpack, you need an additional stand that comes with him for him to stand up in robot mode. Oh, man. Oh, so he, ne- wait, he needs it in robot mode? Um, yes. Damn it. I, there's another toy line, not this, not even Transformers, but I've been reading up on where some figures come with a stand and it's not entirely clear in photos. Like, is it just for funsies and niceness or is it like, no, literally the backpack on this thing is so counterweighted. You need the stand for it to stay standing. And I, the, the ladder so, always bums me out on a, on a, on a technical level. Yes. Like you could potentially stand rat trap without the stand. Um, but it is very precarious to do so. And it hurts because the, the heel spurs on the back of his feet hinge upward. Oh, damn it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I hate that. I hate that. <laughs> uh, I was, uh, I was, not this exactly the same thing, but when I was messing with my Armada toys when I was visiting my mom, and I was, like, making big Armada Prime trio combos, 
Armada Jetfire's feet are like specifically actually designed in a kind of they have hinges that very specifically suffer from carrying weight on, on the ankles uh and fold in the wrong direction to protect against that <laughs> so this is making me think about that again it's like they fold up uh, mm-hmm. that's a shame that that all sounds like very specifically irritating to me <laughs> yeah yeah, it really put me off on the rat trap. He's just going to stand there next to Cheetor. Cheetor's just going to judge yeah. him. It's still three for four, which I'm happy about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And especially an ambitious, um, like, idea to to pursue, right? Like, we're going to do show accurate trans metals. Oh, yeah. And it's like, the trans metals cheated tons because they were liquid. They, they all had that liquid metal aesthetic to them in an old CG show. So you... <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's yeah, cool. They're, mm, yeah, they're, they're, well, um, they, they already did, uh, they just released their Transmetal 2 Black Arachnia, which, that has some design problems, so I'm skipping that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two that are coming out that I'm excited for, they're doing Tarantulas, and they're doing Transmetal 2 Dinobot, and I think the latter of those is gonna be, like, a big test. Oh, yeah, especially Dinobot. Um... Because, like, that's, like, a sort of inherently sloppy design. And so his original toy, I always felt, was sloppy in a way that worked because the whole thing was so rickety. But uh, I'm just looking at the CG renders they have. Like, it looks like they're trying to clean it up as best you can. Uh, yeah. Oh, they're also doing Transmetal 2 Cheetor. I did not I did not catch that amidst their announcements. Yeah, I, for, I, I forget that one because that's, that's another that I'm like, eh, eh. I mean that one should turn out. That that one doesn't seem like it's as much of a battle. Um Oh no no no, I'm sure it'll be fine. I've just never been big on the design. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, they're they're black arachnia be... like or good, good. It will be it will be nice to see one that isn't hunched over all the time. Yeah. <laughs> now what I heard from their black arachnia is like it's a twofold thing. It's A, they they went like so hard on boob options that it becomes like a bit of an embarrassing thing to be uh, interacting with. Uh, yeah. And B, apparently the spider legs are incredibly fragile, is what I picked up. Yeah. Like, yeah. Incredibly fragile. <laughs> it doesn't help that they're paint stuck in the ball sockets. Yes. That it's like it's like the perfect one-two punch: brittle, small, fragile, paint stuck. Uh. So inherently kind of stressful, which which to me would be like, well, that's possibly a concern on Tarantulas, although I be- it looks like they're going for hinges because of the aesthetics uh, on, on some of the spider leg stuff. So hopefully it's a bit safer. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I was looking at their release page like they have been busy, like good for them <laughs> you know, not knowing anyone who works there. Good for them. Uh. All right, that's cool. I actually have a similar report to give in a, in a minute here. But before that, Aaron, let's pop back over to you. I know you got at least one other thing, which, which darn it, I want to pick up. But I only ever see him when I want something else more. <laughs> yeah, so I picked up Armada Starscream. Yes. The, I guess, Legacy Evolution Armada Universe to Starscream. Thank you. Um, uh, yeah, you're welcome. 
uh, he's he's pretty good. He's like what I, you know, had that moment in there of he's partially what I remember Armado Starscream being. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. He's got a couple of a couple of different things, a couple of different tricks. Doesn't make an annoying sound whenever you like look at him sideways. Uh, but yeah, he uh, man, I. The one thing that I I have the unreasonable wish on that his wing actually became a sword, um, just yeah, because I, I'm there, man. That that kind of feels right, even if that does add in a bunch of complexity. I have had uh, the case made and, and to me right where like I agree. There's no way it would come out in a way that feels great in a Voyager. But darn it, it's such a good idea. I still want them to try. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and and part of it is like the fact that they included a wing sword with him that doesn't even have like a spot to go other than just one of the holes on the bottom of the wing. Yeah. Like, man, this is a big fin. You could have had like a spot that it plugged in underneath the cockpit maybe to like be part of the jet or you could have had a, it has equal sized five mil pegs on either side. And maybe you could have had that like, you know, down, down the middle of the jet or as a tail or, or some other way to do it. And instead it's just the kind of cheap, I don't know, plug it in the bottom of the wing. And then same with the, with like the star saber that he comes with. Like, yeah, that's kind of, you know, you can see the minicon jets in there as it's all fused together. And okay, maybe this is the one that you like get away with. Okay. Just, I don't know. You plug it underneath the jet, but man, the one that's like a part of a a plane part that gets relegated to just like have it hang out underneath the airplane is kind of sad. I, I wish it didn't have the vibe of a thing that was the result of not being able to figure out the foldy, like very specifically mm-hmm. that vibe. Like it feels like the second solution every time I see it. Even the mm-hmm. Star Saber, because there's the Star Saber and that sword, the Star Saber also ends up kind of weedy looking. And it's like, I think, yeah. y'all, I think y'all wanted to do a big Star Saber and then had to kind of peel it into a Star Saber and a wing sword. And I wish it didn't feel like that visually. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's where I w- like. Okay, you can't do the wing sword. Okay, I, I I I get that. You know, I can I can understand that um, because you know it'd be like eight or nine pieces. I think when I looked at it, like the original Armada one is. There's a bunch of parts to that that you know just is not in modern Transformers design. Okay, that's cool. I get that. I understand that. Then like by having the this faux wing sword, it feels like a bit of a, you know, oh, we changed streams too late in the thing, and so now we have to have a wing sword type of deal. It's just, it's got a significant chunk of feels bad, man. Yeah, like, you um, you can feel someone getting, like, not maybe not even frustrated, but just, like, someone was disappointed, and then that wing sword you have is the result. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, if it's a, he's... He's the swordsman, so he's got to have a sword. That's perfectly fine. You know, I I totally agree with that. If you wanted to go the wing sword route, integrate it, 
or make it, you know, more significant. And if you're going the star saber route for him, then like give him a a, a healthier star saber, and and go that route. It, it seems like like they couldn't pick a path, so they tried to go down both, and yeah. didn't didn't get there for either one. But other than that, and, and he's yeah. got a, a pretty. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, it, it really makes you wish that, like, you know, with the increased transparency of design we have going on, like, that's a perfect example of, like, the toy's out. No one's going to not buy it because you tell us the story of how you tried to get the wing sword to work. Mm-hmm. So, like, like a dev journal on this would, would be so... It would, it would probably be endearing and a boon to the toy getting into people's hands. <laughs> Because then mm-hmm. it would be a, there would be a story attached to that wing sword instead of just like you know this inherent vibe of disappointment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like the the other thing is I wish that his his um, shoulder cannon things had uh, a a uh, the ability to easily go backwards. It feels like it should. Um. Because there's like a part that's driven all the way through it, but it's also just oh, okay. Now that time it that's the first time that's actually worked. I had to oh yeah, there's a little hitch of plastic. Never mind. You can yeah, put you his helping. cannons behind his back. Yeah, I, I I had to really give it the beans there. Me and TJ um, did a lot of thanks. work hoping that we could help you with that. Yeah. And we're glad that it all panned out. Yeah, th- <laughs> thank you, thank you. So you better appreciate this effort. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say it, it's kind of rough that the guns don't fold back, but they do. So it just had a little bit of flashy plastic. Never mind. Yay! But delete that line from Aaron's angryness. <laughs> um, but yeah, just I, I, yeah. I need to I need to hit a couple things with floor polish because the the way that some of his joints are for mine is a little bit loose. Just it feels like one that potentially could have used a, a what are we really trying to do with this pass and uh, go from there I'd, I'd still like to pick him up especially you know with the, the news that there's more really relevant armada stuff coming um i feel like that is gonna be some some fomo i have to submit to because i'll feel real bummed mm-hmm. out if i got like an armada megatron and then i'm like oh no i missed the star scream though uh, mm-hmm. like the Vo- the Voyager one at least. Like uh, technically, yes, I have the thrilling thirty one, but you know I'm just a weirdo. I want the, <laughs> I want the new one. Um, yeah. So I, I'm gonna try to pick them up at some point. But it's, it's good to hear. Like it doesn't sound like there's anything like like you know critically like oh god. There's there's nothing tracks about him. So that's that's good to hear. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. There's there's no there's no tracks in it. He's got a interesting bit where the backs of his calves each open the same direction so that when you collapse his legs back out, the pieces that come out, those two fold over and connect with each other to fill in some space. That's a, that's a neat little trick to it. Um, just the, the sword thing is it's not like an accessory that should be relatively easy and then just kind of limped across the line somewhere. And it's saddening. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I got a couple other things to cover here, which I'll kind of I'll kind of blitz uh, through. Um, one of them is when I went to TFCon LA, it was at that there was that strip mall with a Target, and they had three Legacy Blitzwings, who I never saw in Canada. And then after TFCon LA was done, 
I was at that Target again, and I was like, I'm going to buy this Blitzwing. So I bought Legacy Blitzwing. Um, and then uh, the Blitzfingers, I turned them into missile pods by, you know, flip taking the, the hand bits off and put them inside the wrist bits. I tried to pull them mm-hmm. back out. One of them came out really easy. The other one absolutely did not come out very easily. And so I pulled on one of the fingers to get some leverage and <laughs> pulled the knuckle joint, cracked it open. Fingers came off. Yeah. Um, didn't lose any plastic. I, it's, it still works. I, 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 I friction popped it back onto the pin <laughs> and it's holding together fine. <laughs> but uh, yeah, TJ, you, were, you you caught me on Twitter where I was like, yeah, did you know that this is metal pin shot through three pieces of translucent red plastic? Turns out it was a little bit brittle. Uh, <laughs> didn't feel great. Um, but, but also, I'll get the disappointments out of the way. The Blitz fingers kind of suck. <laughs> it's really sad to me. It's really sad to me because I like them as a concept, but they barely stay on his robot mode forearms. And they tried to do something with them for the jet mode and it isn't working. And on the tank mode, they kind of work, but only in that I stuck two giant blocks on top of the turret and so I can pretend those are missiles, but then I'm like, well, he shot the missiles, so they fell off. Because I also don't really like how they look up here. So I don't I I really wanted to like the Blitzfingers, and every single thing about them very specifically put me off them, and it sucks because now I'm one of those people who's like, why'd they even put these in with I was gonna be the Blitzfinger Defender, and I can't. <laughs> uh the other bummer is I don't like any of his accessories. <laughs> Because he's got these two guns and this sword, and, like, none of them have a satisfying place to store in any of his modes, in my opinion. Like, they they have places to store, I just don't like any of it. Uh, For whatever reason, I don't like that he has two guns and a sword, because he can't hold all of them. (laughs) He has to have one stored somewhere. And I'm just like, Blitzwing isn't smart enough to know how to use two guns and a sword. I don't know. So all of his accessories bounced right off me, which is really weird... Uh, in hindsight, given how all the Galaxy Shuttle's accessories clicked with me on the spot, even though I often have them kind of just chilling off to the side as like a gun block on the caboose. So, Legacy Blitzwing, the actual figure, I like quite a bit. I really enjoy transforming him. I think his three modes all look pretty darn good. You know, obviously he's got, you know, the Blitz Bump on his tank mode, and I'm not going to tell you how it's great. I just don't care that it's there. Um... But I, I like the transformation quite a bit. I think that, uh, like Astrotrain's, ostensibly, Astrotrain's transformation, it's fun to do mode-to-mode mode no matter what the two modes you're picking are. Like, I never feel like there's an optimal path that's more fun. Uh, and there's, like, kind of simple shared concepts across them. Like, there's a good language to how his transformation works. Um, the jet mode, you know, doesn't go for it hard enough to make the bulk underneath work that well, so it is easily the weakest mode. But uh, I, I like him quite a bit as a figure. The bummer is he is a perfect example of, like, I like this guy if I pretend he's a Voyager. But a whole lot about him stops feeling great when I remember he's leader price point and I actively dislike about 20% of the plastic that came with him, which is all of his, his accessories. So I feel like I paid extra for accessories I don't like. Uh, yeah, it, it's de- it's definitely a thing I remember feeling like they were pushing the like transparent weapon 
you know, gimmick and that's the thing. Yeah, and yeah. so now they're like, oh, crap, we had this, you know, kind of big Voyager that we were going to do something with. Well, he's got to have transparent weapons. God, what do we do? I don't know. Leader and like giant, weird, clear fists. Higgins, yeah, you're a genius. This is the thing. They can't even be fists. <laughs> yeah. The, the knuckle joint actually doesn't accomplish. That's the other thing that got me. That knuckle joint doesn't accomplish anything for any, any of the modes. Like, visually, aesthetically, nothing. It doesn't do anything. It's just a point of failure, and it adds a metal. It adds two metal pins <laughs> to, the, to the shipping weight. And I'm like, you know, now that I have to think about that stuff because of the way I think about toys, I'm like, well... This is just a, the whole thing is coming together in a way I don't like. Um, so I, I do like Blitzwing a lot. It's just boy, it is a shame that he does not fulfill the Voyager Plus mindset very well. He's like a as someone who likes it when it works, he he is one that does not work for that very well. Um, but uh, the other things I got were from from the dealer room at TFCon LA. Uh, just quickly, I'll, I'll I'll go through them. I got uh, New Age Cyclonus, the animation version to go with my Darius Galvatron. Uh, Hey, is good. Um, in fact, I come down on New Age a lot for charging extra for having everything covered in paint so they can hit all those fans toys folks. Um, on Cyclonus, it does kind of work. It is a very nice paint job. Uh, none of it feels very superfluous the way I felt on Darius and on their G2 Thundercracker. Um, so uh, in the transformation, it's very straightforward, very solid. It's got good hand feel. The only bummer about him is both of his guns kind of suck, and his big purple gun he can barely hold properly. It's, it's like it doesn't account for the size of his forearms, so his accessories are kind of a letdown. But the transformer in him is is pretty good. The other journey I went on uh, was with some Magic Square stuff. So I picked up, in order to get 10 bucks off that, that Cyclonus from a dealer, I picked up the two-pack from Magic Square of their Gears and Wind Charger, uh, Energy and Spider Gear. Uh, and Magic Square have leaned... I, I haven't looked into them a whole lot for a couple years. Uh, I liked what they were doing early on, leading up to the Menasaur, uh, which is the, the very creative transformations, and leaning into making almost the entire toy out of a nylon palm-style plastic, which is a very odd decision and it does make them tactile finger poison to some people because you kind of have to like how that stuff feels and if you don't now here's an entire toy made out of it right um so on this gears and wind charger they they are very complex to the point where part of the draw to me is that they're they're almost hilariously complex for gears and wind charger it, not so much that I actually hate, like, I like transforming them, which is part of what makes it work, but it's also extremely unironically funny to me to have an incredibly complex toy of Gears from Transformers Generation 1. Uh, like, it, he looks confused when he's transforming. He's like, I just lied down and my legs fold up. Why is all this happening to me? Uh, same thing with Wind Charger. Um, so they were kind of cool, and I was like, oh, man... I am kind of digging Magic Square's current vibe. They they also, because they're using all this palm-style plastic, uh, a lot of their panel connections are jigsaw connections because the the plastic is, is you know, palm-style, so it's not very brittle. It's got enough flex to it that they can actually safely have these jigsaw connections on a small scale. So I asked some folks, I was like, hey, what's some other good Magic Square hand feel, if you know me? And I was told, look into their Ironhide. So I picked up their Ironhide, whose name is Ken, which is very funny. 
Uh, and then mm-hmm. I, I was doing some research because they had Hound and Mirage and some other stuff, and I saw a lot of good buzz around their Mirage, uh, whose name is very funny uh, as well. His name is Shadow Master. Uh, it's like two sides of, of a different coin here. It's like, like Ironhide, Ken. That's really funny. Mirage, Shadow Master. That's a different, very funny. Uh, these are really good toys. If you haven't been messing with Magic Square lately, they're Ironhide and Mirage. Those two figures, or you know, or their Ratchet or Diaclone Ironhide, if you're inclined, really, really cool. Uh, the Mirage, I think, is probably the best standalone bang for your buck one. Uh, the Ironhide is a little esoteric in the transformation, and he comes with a ton of accessories. So he's probably the better one, but Mirage is the one I would say if you just want to mess with one, maybe think about him. Um, the robot modes are great. The alt modes are really solid. The transformations are so friggin' cool. And it's not that they're just good. In fact, some of you may hate them, but they are so out there in what they're trying to do. And they are so designed specifically around every component being like palm plastic that it is an utterly unique experience and incredibly fascinating and fun to my tastes. Uh, and that, that's all I can really say with, uh, without trying to verbally describe stuff. I have a stream up I did after TFCon LA while I was still visiting my mom where I just transformed through all the Magic Square stuff in that stream. I, sh- I If I can go and timecode it, I'll try to do that. But, like, I kind of talked through more of this at length during that. Uh, the instructions for these... I, I, like, I tried to figure these out, and then I needed the instructions, and then the instructions were bad, so... It was this just journey. It was literally when they say Transformers are like Rubik's Cubes that are toys. This Ironhide especially was a Rubik's Cube for me because I was trying to decipher bad instructions and a completely left field transformation. Its quality was so good in its design that at the end I felt very rewarded. But um, I will say don't rely on the paper instructions because they do show you how everything works. But in order to save on space, I guess they imply that you have to transform everything at the same time. So like both limbs, the torso, everything all gets a step on every step of the instructions that makes the transformations nearly impossible to parse. And you don't actually have to do it that way. Mirage, you can transform in sections very easily. Uh, Ironhide as well. Like you don't have to do it the way the instructions tell you those, those make it harder because you're trying to keep track of five different tracks at the same time. Uh, you can just do one track at a time, but Oh, that was such hand candy. Uh, and it's making me want to go back into the Magic Square oeuvre and, and look into more of their stuff I had missed. Because uh, they are doing what I like. That is what I have realized. They are doing something that really clicks with my taste. Um, New Age is also doing really cool stuff, but Magic Square is doing weird cool stuff. And it's clicking with me a bit more. Uh, so uh, when, when, if anyone meets up with me at TFCon Toronto, if you want, if you want the most hand-wavy... And confusing tour through, I'm assuming, Chosen Prime's Magic Square shelf that they'll probably have near the front of the dealer room, because they always seem to. Uh, hit me up. I'll, I'll, if I'm there, if you see me, I will I will take you on a journey that... They, they will wish I wasn't there, because it'll take me, th- like, an hour to explain everything to you. And, and thus, you aren't buying enough toys, but, you know. Uh, whew, I, I, <laughs> I get... F- I, I was so inspired messing with those things. Aaron, you, you, you probably don't need to pick them up, but... Uh, I think you you will really dig what they're doing. They have a jazz, by the way. There's two different versions of it, and they didn't have it there. And I, I want to pick it up now because I looked at how it works. 
and it's more weird stuff. There, There is a V1, V2 kind of design generation with Magic Square. There's a split where their stuff gets really weird and cool, uh, and there's some stuff beforehand. But, uh, you know, it is of interest to you, I know, to, like, be aware. there are They have two jazzes, actually, like toy color and, and cartoon color, so... Heads up. Okay. Is this a relatively recent release here? In the last two years. I can't remember if it was 21 okay. or, or 22. But, uh, yeah, they have a Jazz, they have a Hound. does not look familiar. That's right in the we were starting to move times, so maybe. I will have to send this off. Yeah. When we're, when we're at Toronto, we got to get someone to buy the Ironhide Ratchet so I can then take it away from them and show it to you. Um, same with the Mirage. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, that's that's my on-topic stuff. Um, so let's uh, let's flow into a little bit just to close this out. A little bit of off-topic stuff. Um, TJ, you what the? Where on earth did you get that? <laughs> so, uh, benefits of working in a collectible toy shop. <laughs> you find you find the vintagest collectibleist toys it turns out uh yeah so for those not aware so i i I told a little bit of it on my youtube channel but for the people listening to the podcast um we had a customer come in who is like and it's you know like it's it's the dark side of the toy business the reasons that people have to let go of some of this stuff but uh we had someone who needed to liquidate a lot of his uh Power Ranger slash Super Sentai collection, and this is someone who had gone to like out here in Florida. We've got Ranger Stop, so like mm. the East Coast Power Ranger convention, and he frequented that. So a lot of his collection was actually interesting pieces from there. So like we've got um, the Japanese version of the Storm Megazord, um, Japanese version of the Galaxy Megazord, um. We've got Super Live Robo. Hell yeah! Yeah, uh, here's a pull. Here's a pull. Uh, Dino Robo and Die Jupiter. <laughs> so, hmm. yeah, this guy was all over the map as far as like what Sentai stuff he was grabbing. Um, so most of it's in the shop. The the two pieces I did not want going anywhere else were the two mech from Jetman. So Jet Icarus and Jet Garuda. Hell yeah. Uh, they're pretty. They, <laughs> they're really they, pretty toys. I have lusted for those two for a very long time just because they look like ageless toys. The play pattern that they follow. Like it's so oh, yeah. cool. Oh, yeah, like, aside from, okay, five jets is already cool. Five jets are combined into one huge jet. That's awesome. And it's a wedge. It it was nice enough they did it. Yeah, it was nice enough they did it again in Time Ranger, right? Yeah, but the Time Ranger one, the the Jetman one, the wedge is something that Time, like, Time Ranger went a little curvy. Um, It's still good. It still looks nice, but but the oh, the 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 Jet Icarus like the wedge, just something about it, just makes me good. It's it it, it like buzzes a happy sugar button in my brain. <laughs> so it's it, yeah, it's a really nice set of toys. They combine really really nice. Um, and then you throw in Jet Garuda into the whole thing, and I love when they go 
all out with this. Like for my money, it's a better combination than we got with the original Mighty Morphin line. Yes, because get yeah, Jekaruda breaks down. They combine into like a proper super robot, stacking limbs on top of limbs. They like actually expanding the torso, big big wing back. Like the the combined form, the, the great Icarus form is so solid looking for something that's made of three like uh, five small jets and one gigantic jet oh and by the way the two gigantic jets can combine too just in case you want to do that yeah the the sheer play pattern of jetman i, I remember when i first learned about all this i was like we could by one year that could have been the nostalgia bomb Mm-hmm. The childhood mm-hmm. thing oh. is this this multifaceted play. Not instead of just like it's five dinosaurs. Pfft, now it's a man. If you half transform it, we can pretend it's a tank. Whereas it's like no, here's five jets that turn into a jet that turn into a robot. Here's a big jet that turns into a man. They can combine together into a big robot or just into a big jet. It's like so much cool stuff. Ah. I'm all I'm all aggro about it. Now we no. <laughs> No, no. Keep in mind, they the show they pitched they the show they pitched to Fox was Jetman, and then they went, okay, that's cool. But what's this thing you got coming out next year? Oh, dinosaur. Yeah, we want the dinosaurs. We <laughs> we want the dinosaurs. Sorry, sorry uh, to Mikey. Sorry to Mikey, but but I wish we had the jets. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a fantastic set of toys. Like, uh, yeah, like the second I saw, like. Ahead of everything, it's like no, this is like the piece. As one of those, I don't feel bad like buying it for myself out of the shop because I know, I know three people who are going to know what this is, and I'm probably the, and one of them is the guy who sold it to me, and the other guy (laughs) is not going to spend that money. (laughs) Um, I've also. This is a small tangent, but now that you got me looking at Die Jupiter again, there was like a three-month period in the 2000s when I was becoming dead set on getting the Die Jupiter because there were there was one floating around on eBay, and I also think because also guess what the Die Jupiter turns into a giant wedge, and so it's like <laughs> this beautiful shape <laughs> uh, that like can deploy a combining 70s robot, and like I, there was a whole lot of, about it um, that. I was getting very, this is, this is when, this was that in-between period when, like, a lot of vintage Japanese pieces were becoming slightly more accessible online, but hadn't price spiked to adjust for that global market yet. Uh, and so there were, like, these periods where I was like, I could get a, I could get a, one of these, I could get a, an old, a Voltez, I could get a, you know, all these vintage Chogokin pieces I was eyeballing. Uh, never went for any of them, but yeah, Die Jupiter was once upon a time. Uh... That's friggin' awesome. I, I This made me remember, I have an, a knockoff downscaled Jet Icarus and Jet Garuda somewhere in my mom's place. They suck. It doesn't... They were downscaled and made out of, like, out of, like, styrofoam and garbage plastic, so it doesn't work. But, uh... Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's so cool. I'm very happy for you. That, that's a good set. Anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, look up all those words and have, have a fun time. <laughs> Um, let's, uh, let's pop over Aaron. You got a couple off topic things. One of them, um, is like important to your life. The other one though, I was actually wondering if anyone I knew was going to get one of those. So I'm kind of curious about this. 
So a car, did you not know if anybody in your life would get a car? Uh, yeah. Like, I mean, it's it's kind I mean, of a purple drop. It's yeah. rare. I wasn't sure if anyone would get that lucky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so probably the thing you're talking about actually is purple. Um, so I got nice. in the professor from T- Tularean Community College, a, a YouTube Magic the Gathering channel. Uh, had a Kickstarter with GameGenic to make a deck box for your trading card game needs. Uh, so it's the 133 plus XL, I think, is is what I had to go and like find the name of it three times to get it all entirely right. But yes. it's a, a, a deck box on one side and then has like a place for other game accessory stuff on the other side with neat, like, the, the front of the drawer opens up or you can slide it all the way out and have it separately. So um, I've taken it over to the friend's house a couple of times um, playing some commander um, and it, it works all right. I'm still like, I, I need to go back and watch the videos on the like clear plastic partition piece that you can move around i'm still not I, I i can't remember necessarily what that was for because it either makes a little well in the back side of it or makes a wider space to it and it's kind of yeah odd it but, kind of it became it, like like a, a deck box that inherited some of the neat stuff from the 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 games lair 600 that they made uh as a purely tactile gimmicky thing, I've been eyeballing it for a bit because it just it does neat stuff. If the academic could hold plane chase cards, by which I mean Transformers character cards, I would have gone for it. And I was like, I get it. Not anyone. In fact, uh, I was like, not anyone plays plane chase as far as I know, so I don't expect it. But if you do it, I will. The buy it. next, I think, the next set of commanders. Decks have plain chase cards in them. I heard, and I was like, "Why did no one tell uh, uh, Pro- Professor Brian about this so that his thing yeah. could have accounted for?" Damn it, because plain chase means TFTCG, which means I get interested. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're they're they are two card size, yeah. Um, because yeah, it doesn't. I I don't believe that it would fit the oversized commander cards because that's that same. No, those oversized commander cards are even bigger. Yeah, it specifically it doesn't just fit plane chase. So I think someone uh, asked. Okay. Yeah, someone asked during the campaign about plane chase, and like that—that that was like the 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 thing they just couldn't fit together to make it all work the way that they mm-hmm. wanted to, which is fine. It's fine, but it meant yeah. that like because I was like, unless I know I'm going to get deep into like flesh and blood, I just I will never end up using this box, <laughs> so I couldn't go for it. Um, yeah, but it looks no so for nice. for commander it worked pretty well because I also got one of the. Um, so I got a couple of the upgrade things in there. I got a set of the dry erase tokens. Those look nice. And then then bought just some shorty dry erase markers that fit inside of that drawer. So now I have all the tokens that I'd ever want for anything. Um, yeah. Could you just write on the dry erase thing? And um, also, I got one of the like expandable um, inserts. Oh yeah, that was such a good so, idea. <laughs> yeah, it, it's such like a basic idea, and then after I opened the first one, I was like, "Crap! I should have gotten like five of these things," because I've got a couple of other deck boxes that it's either like really loose, or you just jam two decks in there, and it's like two of these in there, and it'd be perfect because it's just like a really you know, hollow, crushable foam 
that expands itself back out into plastic card things on either end in order to keep that foam from just going everywhere. And it's just like, oh, this is this is a thing that's like whoever had this idea probably was like, wait, wait, no, nobody's done this before. What? So why? Here's- Here's the killer thing, right? Slock this in. I, I got into this idea because some board games use foam blocks specifically to fill out card channels in inserts when it's designed to hold more cards over time. And so mm-hmm. I started hanging on to some of that foam and then slicing it to fit some of my own kind of, you know, hack um, storage solutions I've been making up. And foam is excellent to line around cards, also to keep them from slipping into other piles of cards in the, in a kind of... You know, again, a hack kind of way mm-hmm. you're going to fill things out. And the one bummer about cutting foam is no matter how well you try, it will always cut not really in a straight line. And so it always ends up looking like it works, but it's like, oh, it's so sloppy and kind of, kind of you know, spongy and it's not, it's not gripping nice. A slice of foam with, a, you know, a plastic card on either side, it's, it's like chef kiss. It's a perfect idea. They should be mm-hmm. selling that as a thing in general. Um, it's a really yeah. good idea. I know that I saw something after uh, Redemption happened where they were saying, hey, if there are any of these products that you really, really want, tell your FLGS to tell GameGenic that you want these things Mm. and see what we can do. Because I I don't know how many of those things are like, hey, this is like, uh, you know, and that gets into like the business of everything. You know, how much of that is the professors versus how much of that is GameGenic's? And I could see the academic game box needing, you know, the professor gets a 3% cut of all sales of anything if they re-release that in any of the, like, in any other colorway other than his exclusive limited time colorways or whatever. But, like, the expanding, just just that, that expanding foam insert thing should be just, like... In every in every deck box that's over, you know, a hundred cards, this comes because it collapses yeah. down to maybe the thickness of four sleeved cards. Oh yeah, and if they figured out the right, like I, I don't I don't know the word for it, but if they figured out the right balance of like air to foam for it to squish comfortably mm-hmm. without too much resistance, but also uh, still offering resistance, like that's R and D time. Uh, that's the problem with trying to use packing foam to do this is foam always has different stiffnesses and like mm-hmm. there is a certain stiffness that's just perfect for cards. And if they, if they figured it out, then hell yes, I'll buy a five pack like tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, but that that's was, awesome. I, I'm definitely glad that I backed that. Um, you know, even if yeah. it's. The expensive single deck box, the accessory stuff that came with it, and um, like now it's more I, I need to have a, a a deck of proper value to go in that box versus <laughs> just the cardboard ones that all the precons are on or whatever. So. Well, and and also you supported by all accounts. So I still keep an eye on the fella because he makes entertaining stuff. You supported a good creator, as far mm-hmm. as I can tell. And mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't realize this till he pointed it out in a video. Uh you helped fund a very fun it's series what I've made been his show happen. Yeah, Shuffle yeah. Up and Play Shuffle is and really play. fun to watch. If you don't play Magic, I still recommend watching it, dear listener. It is like the most entertaining accessible Magic gameplay series I have ever seen. Uh because it doesn't rely on you knowing how Magic works. 
but it also doesn't sit there explaining game mechanics to you. You can just tell what's happening. It's that's the best way I can explain it. Like it's really fun. Uh, so thanks for making that, Aaron. Thanks for for making that series. Um, <laughs> been enjoying it. I I do uh, my my best to be a patron of the arts. <laughs> well, and and then hey, you know, you, because of the success of your <laughs> successful web series, uh, you bought a car. So hey, it, <laughs> one thing led to another. Uh, Aaron did not make the web series. That is not why he bought a car. Um, I made yeah. all that up just now. Disclaimer. Unless you didn't I mean, buy a car. I did buy a car also. You, oh, you did buy a car. I did buy a car also. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. So uh, replacing the, the vehicle that was uh, totaled in the, the accident coming up on six months ago. No better reason uh, to buy was... a new car. <laughs> yeah. Well, so it's it's a thing that like we'd been talking about for a while and I mean, I work from home, so it's, you know, it's not like I need a daily driver. Um, but there was just multiple occasions in the last two months where it's an issue where like Alfie has the truck and it's like, you know, my work has been, uh, limiting overtime, uh, due to, um, you know, global defense market decisions that were made that did not favor our company over other companies. Um, yeah. And so like I can only work 40 hours a week, but my Mondays and Tuesdays are generally at least 10 hour days because I've got meetings and I've got to make sure that payroll gets done for everybody because it turns out everybody else in my group likes getting paid on time. Pfft, weirdos. Uh, <laughs> at, at things of that nature. So then it comes down to Friday and like tomorrow I'm going to, I, I work two hours and then I'm at 40 hours. And so it's like, Oh, well there's chores I could do around town. I could go take care of the grocery shopping for the week because you know, Kristen after working a day outside in the sun or in the cold or in the hot or around a million stupid students, why are they so dumb if they're going to a university? Like just doesn't want to go out and do the grocery shopping. And so like, Hey, I could just go and, do that uh but no i can't because you don't have the vehicle and sometimes even with the truck it's a pain in the butt because you don't have i mean you've got a truck bed but it's not like you want to put you know bags of groceries in a truck bed that's open to air and so just kind of been a thing for a little bit and uh so just I'd, i'd kind of been passively looking and i finally saw something that uh i just wanted a sedan i didn't need an suv i didn't need anything um too too fancy and there was a 2017 chevy malibu so it's a big four-door car um it's a big four-door sedan that had premium interior package but significant number of miles on it for its age Hmm. that was at a reasonable very reasonable price point and i was just like yeah i've got the money for from the sale of the house still that i've not um put all of it to back into the house knowing that, Hey, I'm going to have to replace the car here soon. And so like sent off the message, Hey, I want to do a test drive. I'm interested in this car. And then in within the next 24 hours, got multiple texts, two phone calls, two videos of two video walk arounds, one of the outside of the car. And then one of the inside of the car and like all of this, like, are you sure you still want to come and do this? 
and it was getting worse and worse to the point where I was like, no, no, I don't want to now. You keep bothering me. I just thought it was pretty straightforward when I said <laughs> I was... I'd like to be at your location at this place at this time on this date that I wanted to be at a specific location at a specific time and date. Like, I'm not a, a I'm not kiting you here, dude. Come on. Um, and then went for a test <laughs> never, drive. Never it's... again. Yeah. Well, it was, uh, it was, was good and uh, never again will you complain about uh, Best Buy or GameStop trying to give get you to buy yeah. a protection plan after getting offered oh, three hundred separate protection plans when you tried yeah. to buy a car once. Yeah. So then it so then it was like you know I told him hey you know I'm ready to you know oh what's your aims to do and like oh. I'd, I like this car. I like the way that it drives. I like the way that it feels. I got to get used to, I've been, you know, driving in a truck where you sit up higher and, you know, you kind of step up into the truck and this, you sit down into the car. Uh, so like that, I got to get used to, but I like the way that it drives. I like the interior package. It's got leather. It's got heated seats. Um, you know, just package things that I like and it's a price that I like. So I'm ready to buy it right now. Oh, well, will you be financing? Was, no, I'm ready to buy it right now. I'll write you a check. I got, I got the go paper checks right here. You don't want to go into debt, though? We can put you in debt. Yeah. If you want to. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to put this on a payment plan. And so then there's the the sales guy was like, hey, I'm fine with that either way. The finance guy is not going to be happy, but eh, screw him. I was like, okay, whatever. And then so then it was, yeah, so like, okay, so this is going to be the price for just the car. All right, that sounds good. They're like, and so then it was the manager guy. He's like, "Hey, so we got a different set of options here of how we're going to do this." And I thought he was like, you know, because they'd been talking like, "Well, we can't always make cards work, but you know, you could go go to your bank and get a money order or set up a a transfer or like do these two or three different things." And he and then the guy comes and he's got a list that's like the the twenty four hour GPS tracking, so that if the car is stolen, I can. I can track it. Well, if car stolen, I've got insurance, you know, walk on. And then the, the warranty package so that, you know, if anything mechanical uh, with, with a whole lot of limitations of even what was listed as, you know, mechanical failures that would be on this comprehensive warranty package that weren't actually comprehensive, um, that it'd cover some percentage of that and cover for a rental car while it was there. It's like, well, I, this isn't a daily driver, so that's not necessarily critical to me that I must have a vehicle at all times. This is, this is filling a gap and giving us an easier vehicle to get around in the track for, you know, when we want to drive, like, you know, going up, driving up to TF con. Yeah. I've, I've done that trip in that truck. It kind of sucks because it's a big truck and it, <laughs> it turns out it burns a lot of gas, um, smaller car and better aerodynamics what from a from an aero engineer right uh and then it was just like even further things like oh well there's a package here where you can come in and have it detailed every every four months and we give it a (laughs) vacuum everything on the inside and wash it on the outside i'm like i don't need i don't need more reasons to come to your dealership and pay for it no i I not go to can can i not go to a car wash is it actually illegal for me to go to a car wash if i just want to go to a car wash yeah, and it's like this thing lives in a garage anyway, so it's not even like it's getting you know just the casual outdoor messiness to it too. And so it was like all of these things that they were trying to hit to add you know anywhere from a thousand to four thousand more dollars to the same. We'd price. really, like, we'd really no. love it if you could just go into debt a little bit for us. Yeah, we're, we're doing you a favor of s- yeah taking money from you for a car. 
And so, and so then the guys, you know, was going through all these other ways, you know, well, you can, you're going to have to go to your bank and do it. I was like, well, you have a thing on your, on your door there that has the Visa MasterCard Discover logo on it. Like, can I just hand you my debit card and we just make this happen? Well, I don't know if they'll let you do that. I'm like, what's the final price? I will call <laughs> my bank. And say, hey, open it up for that. Well, it's kind of late in the day. I don't know if they'll do that. I'm like, late in the day. Do you want to make, like, (laughs) it's a a 24-hour line. It's not like I've got, you know, local town state bank. Was he saying it's late for the bank? Because I thought he was saying it's late for the... (laughs) Yes. No. No, it's late in the day for the bank, so they they don't always have people around. I'm like, this is a national bank. They uh, they got 24 hour coverage. I've called uh, them at weird hours. They've called me at weird hours when I've, you know, been. Uh, I think it was like one of the times when I was in Connecticut or something, and I had gotten gas way outside of the normal range when I was already way outside of the normal range, and it was like. 11 o'clock at night and they're like hey was there just a 60 dollar charge for gas <laughs> yes there was okay cool thanks also also so, like that, that sounds like the bank's problem to do de- <laughs> it's like the, yeah I, i'll tell the bank mr car dealer that you had so much empathy for them you were concerned about me troubling them yeah late in the day <laughs> and and so then she was like well you know and and for the bank for the matter of the bank it was just you know Give you know, verify my information, verify my address. Okay, uh, you know how much do you want to do? And I s- said the number, and she's like, "Okay, is it just that number? Because I can I can make it to the penny if you want." I was like, "Well, let's just round it up to five the like the five hundred mark, just so that you'd not you know there's not like oh you said one hundred and eleven and seventeen cents and it ended up being and nineteen cents. We're going to deny this." And she's like, "Yeah, I would would have done that anyway." And so then. She's like, yeah, just don't go and buy a couple hundred dollar thing in the next 24 hours and it's all going to be fine. She's like, I'm not planning on it. I'm going to go home and eat a bunch of ramen because I just, you know, made a big expensive purchase. Bought a car with cash. I I wonder if, I'm trying to think of like tactics to make them not ask you the questions. I'm like, if you walked in with a bag of money with a huge dollar sign on it, (laughs) just put that on the table, you know, just stun lock them. Yeah. Well, and it's the thing that I was I was vaguely thinking about going to like, <laughs> you know, what's the what's the pre-planning that I have to do to go to my bank and say like, yo, what would it take to get like 15 grand in cash just so that I can have whatever extra stuff and just like, you know, pull out two Walter White bands of <laughs> of grody drug money and not make this look like I'm trying to do something. But yeah, and so then after that, I I got to take it home. I've driven it a couple times. She's she's peppy. She's she's you know nice and 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 all of that. I need to figure out the there's some specific connection thing that I need to do in order to make it always be Apple CarPlay instead of just act like a big Bluetooth speaker when I'm in it, so that I can actually have like maps and stuff because one of the multi layers of stuff that I did not want to sign up for their serious XM on star service package plan for 24, 36 or 60 months. Um, and yeah, it was, it was the, the, 
later cringe of just like why are you you continuing to try and add things on oh because that's how you actually make money not uh based off of everything else yeah but yeah it's a, po- yeah. a policy thing but ramped up i guess because it's you're buying a car and you're not buying like a toaster so they get, yeah they i hope, i'm looking hoping. forward to not interfacing with that for hopefully years <laughs> Gonna drive this thing until it's rusted out for mismatched tires. Yeah. Hey, we're, everyone at at shows in your drivable area is looking forward to to meeting your new vehicle whenever you can make it out. Ayo. Uh, well, I got I got one off topic thing I can close this up with here. I shared some photos in our little uh, text thread. Uh, I finally decided because they had them at Meeple Mart, a local gaming store here. They had a shelf of Joy Toy stuff, not just their Warhammer stuff, but just a bit of everything from Joy Toy and seeing it all on a shelf at a store that I can go to easily in my day to day, uh, you know, put a bad seed in my brain. And so I was, I did some research. I had to do a lot of research to figure out what Joy Toy I wanted, um, and I settled on two of the Blood Angels veterans Space Marines, uh, Alberigo and Salas, or as I like to call them, Captain Cape and Cuppy Sips. And it was a lot of work <laughs> trying to figure out. Because uh, Joy Toy gives the impression of a NECA when you look into it at first. And, and that's what I would refer to it as, which is these look really nice. They have lots of joints. They have a very dedicated fan base. And they look like they could be dead-ass fragile, and I cannot tell if they are dead-ass fragile. Um, So when I was looking into them, one of the first things I hit is there's also already a V1 body and a V2 base body design for their Space Marines. Uh, Also, there are weird price disparities um, where... So these Blood Angels veterans were on the lower end of being, like, just under 50 bucks Canadian each. Uh... There is a Blood Angels figure who looks nearly identical to one of these as far as loadout and paintwork and everything, who is $69 as opposed to, like, 46 And I can't tell why. Uh, as far as I know, it's because these there are four of these Blood Angels veterans who share a bunch of, a couple of parts, and were all produced at the same time, and thus that seemed to, like, exponentially lower their individual cost. Whereas the single Blood Angel guy who came out who looks nearly the same and, and has, you know, just as many unique bits and pieces is over $20 Canadian more expensive. So I don't understand all of that quite yet. But uh, what I'll say is if you're looking into this stuff, look into the Blood Angel veterans or into the single normal intercessors, of which there are three right now, because they all float around that 40 to 50 Canadian dollar mark, which, you know, go and do your reverse math to figure out for your own currency. And that way you can sample the Space Marine without having to spend, like, way more. And, and I think that's the way to go about it. The Bloody Hills veterans, though, I think are worth it because they they feel as premium as anything else. They all have very unique bits and pieces. Uh, and uh, what I'll say is, uh, up front, I had two broken pieces out of the packages. Uh, eat both of the figures' backpacks had a broken bit. The captain... Uh, the backpacks plug in with two pegs. Uh, out of the tray, one of the pegs on his was halfway cracked open and just flopping around on a strand of plastic. Um, so I glued it back in and shaved it a bit. So I fixed it. Uh, on uh, Cuppy Sips, he's got this flare sticking up off the top of his backpack. 
and the thinnest part on it cracked in half uh, within two seconds of him coming in contact with the air. Uh, so I, I glued it, and then it cracked again, and I glued it, and now it's fine. Um, so bear that in mind. Those were on ABS parts. Uh, my understanding is that the QC on Joy Toy stuff does have these um, unfortunate occurrences now and then. And if you don't want to even remotely engage with that, I don't blame you, but I just figured I'd share that up front. Otherwise, I actually really like these. Um as you guys can see in the photos I've shared, despite the limitations of the outward shoulder motion, uh, these still are very emotive. That's the big key to these, I find, is that there's a lot of emotion in the posing. And also, I was pleasantly surprised how, how cute I could make them pose, given that most of the posing you see for these is Warhammer-ass, grimdark, I have a gun and I'm sad kind of stuff. Um, so you, you can actually get kind of kind of into it with these guys. Uh, all the flowing cloth bits are made of a soft PVC style material that has, like, on, on these ones, a really good soft durometer. So it just it it just flows right out of the way of whatever you're doing. Uh, it's it's exactly what you would want a plastic version of like a, a loincloth to be. Um, apparently, on some of the earlier ones, like the Blade Guard, the durometer was far stiffer and thus it got more in the way. Uh, something else I learned about Joy Toy is that every wave of releases has small incremental improvements. Uh, not just like this V1, V2 base body, but like plastic durometers and tolerances all get tweaked from wave to wave based on previous feedback. It's a whole lot like if you were following Yamato back in, in the day when they were doing uh, lots and lots of Macross releases. Tons of iterative VF1s, that kind of thing. Uh but I really like messing with these. They're super fun. They're G.I. Joe scale. Um, and because they're Space Marines, that means that they are, as you can see in a photo there, uh, about the size of a, of a deluxe Transformer. Um, just big, meaty toy. A lot of the articulation is double ball barbell connections. Um, so, like, the wrists and ankles have that, which is huge for opening up the range. Um, and the, uh, the mid-torso joints and stuff do a ton. Like, it's a lot of joints uh, that collectively make the limited outward shoulder motion less of an issue in my opinion um and that outward shoulder motion it's still fine i think if joy toy got into doing a telescoping inner shoulder joint because uh, there is a telescoping butterfly joint but like a telescoping slide out joint i think would would solve this issue once and for all uh i highly recommend picking up a space marine with a v2 body if you like the v1 body i think it's fine probably but the v2 body Apparently, it limits the shoulders a bit more, but opens up the torso joint and neck joint more, and I think those are more important. Uh, if you think it looks cool, pick up one, because um, I think they're quite fun. Here's the other bummer about trying to research these things. Like, 60% of the discourse about these are people who buy not only literally everything, but troop build most of it as well. So... I found it hard to discern what some of the feedback meant because often the context was like, oh, the articulation's up to par with the other 90 Space Marines I have. And I'm like, okay, but what if I'm buying one? What should I get? And then, like, I couldn't find a buyer's guide anywhere of, like, you know, here's, like, the top 10 releases they've made or, like, you know, of all the Ultramarines, which ones turned out the best because most of the feedback about these toys is sort of assuming you own all of it. And then also own all of it two or three more times, so you're getting close to having a full Warhammer army, uh, but made of action figures. And they're not small! Like, just because they're G.I. Joe scale, they're still the size of a deluxe Transformer. They're not I can't fathom owning 90 of these! <laughs> uh, 
uh, like of just space Marines standing shoulder to shoulder. But, you know, I, I understand like aesthetically why it would be a draw. It's just like, I found it so hard to find feedback that was specifically useful to my own tastes. Uh, but hopefully the stuff I've said and shared here has maybe helped some of you who were eyeballing these things. Uh, I heartily recommend do not go into it going like, I'll buy a squad. Just just buy one or two who can be boyfriends together. It's fine. Then you can mess with them. And then if, if you like it, then you see if one or two other ones come out that you like. You don't have to, you know, purchase a whole wave or anything unless you're like dead ass deep in the lore. Um, but it was, it was a really fun, pleasant surprise. And I've been looking at these from a distance for so long. Uh, I'm, I'm happy that for the most part, um, I seem to have jumped in at a nice time with some nice affordable ones that still look really good. Uh, they also make like non-space Marines now. I'm waiting for the Sisters of Battle to show up locally because I want to I want to pick up one of those uh, and see how they turned out. They got like some Tau stuff and like, they're getting Infinity from Corvus Belly as a property soon, and that's exciting to me because I like that game too. Um, but yeah, yeah, there's uh, some some I got in I, I I laid hands on some of that Joy Toy. Uh, I don't know if either of you have any interest in these things. Uh, they also do like original. IP of just like soldiers and piloted mechs. So they got like these, these big ass GI Joe scale robots with cockpits in them, um, which are kind of cool, but, uh, they're, they're doing like their, their own whole thing at that one eighteen scale. Uh, I kind of TJ, I kind of do you, you must have something of theirs floating around in your toy shop. They seem to just appear in toy stores. Now I've noticed like, like brick and mortar ones. I not the way mine works. That would that would require somebody to buy one, go, eh, I don't want it anymore, and come and bring it to me. Genuinely though, so I, I I bet you that'll happen in the next two years. <laughs> I mean, there, there's people who buy like 50 potentially. Of these <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, very true. Uh, but no, it it is pretty cool. Um. Aaron, you got any got any interest in, in some Warhammer men, <laughs> little men? Uh, you can put them in your car. I th- I think they're neat. I saw where was that? Was that a GameStop? There was somewhere here locally where I saw one of the unpainted ones. Oh, and that's like, the, oh, that's McFarlane's. Those are a lot bigger. Oh, uh, okay. These ones are well, a little right bit, then. These ones are a little bit stumpier. Complete. Com- completely different one then yeah i also not a bad one there's a lot of people dunk on the mcfarland space marine i think it's given how inexpensive it is <laughs> and big like it's all if you just want a space marine it's fine it's very heavy um anyway that's been an episode of wtf at tfw what's up we did it hey everyone thanks for listening and uh stay tuned for more um, whilst you're staying tuned, do check out, uh, Aaron's appearance on Moonbase 2 Squawk Box, Mikey's Basement, uh, chat. Um, I'm also on there too. There's one with me you can check out. Talked about, uh, psychology of, uh, interacting with kids media as adults. That was pretty fun. Mikey's got a cool idea going on there. Um, so, uh, mm-hmm. check that out. If you are some sort of subject matter expert and have a microphone and are a decent conversator, maybe reach out to him. Yeah. Give, give Mike call to free. action. You got to get the call to action in there. The for real. I, I guess. And I mean, I'm not the professional YouTube person. Jesus. But it's also technically it's not even our thing. It's te- technically. Yeah. Technically, it's Mikey's responsibility. It's our friends. It's, 
<laughs> yeah, it's a it's a fr- it's a friends thing though, and you do that sort of thing for friends. Okay, here's the thing: go hit up Mikey, and then also say, "Hey, I didn't hear your call to action, but some other people yeah. did one. So, hey, why don't you do one? Also, put me on your show. I know lots about uh, shoes. I'll tell you. I'll tell you about transformers and shoes. Um, until 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 our next one. Until you check that out. Until whatever. Uh, stay safe out there, and uh, we'll catch you around. Uh, maybe we'll see you at TFCon Toronto if you can make it out there. Maybe, maybe some of us might see you at TFCon Florida, Orlando. That's what it Orlando. is. Orlando. Uh, <laughs> it'd be weird to call it TFCon Florida. Uh, who knows? We'll figure it out. But uh, until then, we'll talk to you later. Bye bye. <laughs> It means, but you got some badass perpetrators that are here to stay.